It is not in the nature of a Dementor to be forgiving. But you know, happiness can be found even in the darkest of times. If one only remembers to turn on the light. What would you say is your least impressive thing about Tom Hanks? Least impressive thing about Tom Hanks? Oh, God. I really hated Castaway. <laughs> that was a trick question. Nothing would have worked there. Tom Hanks is a saint, and we love him here. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Fascinated with Films. If you were here to listen to Dave and Justin, you might as well move along. Sorry. <laughs> they are not here. I am here with my good friends, Sarah and Lindsay. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> and... Uh, Dave and Justin, uh, they just n- weren't up to snub when it came to this week's subject matter, because this week we're going to be tackling some Harry Potter. Whoop. How could you not be up on Harry Potter, you I know? Don't know? Let's diss them a little bit. They'll be listening to it. Uh, yeah, that is sad. Suck. I don't think uh, Justin likes the Lord of the Rings or the Hobbits either. He just I doesn't mean, like fantasy seriously? films. That's he has like... no imagination. <laughs> well, Sarah does, does fall asleep into every movie of The Hobbit the Lord of the Rings, they the whole trilogy. Long. They are long, but it's just the problem when I get on the couch, I just fall asleep so easily. I can't watch any version except the extended version now. Once, really? Once you watch the extended version and you realize what's missing from it, my mind automatically goes there if it's not in there. So. But they are really? Now I feel like so I now it's like them. four hours. Have you ever seen them before? I don't know. I don't think so. They're really good. They're four hours each? Yeah, like the Fellowship. <laughs> We're going to yeah. get off a little Fellowship here before we go <laughs> on to the Harry Potter. Uh, but... In the extended cut, you get to see them uh, see the uh, that head elf lady give all the uh, uh, all the like uh, gifts to all the hobbits and everything. Oh. So you see them get uh, you see the them get the cloak and the, and the uh, what yeah. was it the rope and yeah. Uh, yeah. something like that. So yeah. they go through the whole whoop, just knocking mics. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you get to see all that. So. And I know there is some extended cuts. Did you notice that when you were going through the uh, my iTunes yes, <laughs> collection? Yes. That the first and the second one, for some reason, they doubled them there. No, they did. And the, one of them was the extended cut and one of them wasn't. Because I assume you had two ones. I'm like, how do we have two number ones? I'm pretty so. sure the other uh, versions, other than one and two, don't have extended cuts, which seems like a shame. I bet they have tons and tons of uh, stuff. Deleted scenes, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any of those yeah. either. So what about you guys? What is What kind of movies do you usually gravitate to? Not necessarily harry mm. potter but genres that you like um, i love dramas crime dramas crime dramas yeah yeah I like this too you get along with dave dave dave's crime drama guy he loves it yeah. zodiac is his favorite movie of all time he'll gush, really he'll gush Ooh. over it all day long yeah and i like real yeah. i mean like dramas that are supposed to be like real life like mystic river is one of my favorites yeah, mystic river is a good one we I haven't talked it. about mystic river really uh, oh my yet God, on the pod. I, I think that. we mentioned it once but uh we haven't got really into it and that's a great movie right yeah there. i loved sean penn was he like years ago i don't really like him so much anymore but sean penn is a great actor. do you see him in uh do you see in the secret life of walter mitty yes with uh ben stiller yes it's really great he was great in it, but he only granny was only in it for probably yeah six minutes of scream time but ben stiller's a love-hate relationship for me oh you don't like him either who I else don't, don't you like <laughs> oh god i hate keanu reeves i absolutely hate keanu oh that reeves. is her least favorite and ever. it's because uh, of that damn movie that he in it's like a long came polly or something like that yeah. where he says my name and he's like sarah i just hate how he says my name i don't like will polly. smith or what's yeah. no, movie? sweet november sweet november yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. will smith i don't like will smith i liked him as fresh prince and that's about it other than that it's like eh if i can my problem with with a lot of actors is uh if i can imagine somebody else in your role 
then I'd rather them be in that role. Okay, I can see that. <laughs> you know, and that's yeah. that's also a Keanu problem. You could you could take Keanu out of every movie yes! ever did and put someone else in there easily. I just, you could not well, say that about like Gary Oldman or oh, no, uh, he's so good. <laughs> no, or any of the the biggies. You know, even uh, De Niro and everything. Yeah, leave her be. <laughs> Cats being bad, whatever. <laughs> I like, How about you, um, Lindsay? What kind of stuff? I love action and fantasy yeah. because it makes me think of just that, and yeah. then I don't think of anything else about real life. That's a good look um, at it. But my, probably my favorite film is completely outside of that. My favorite film, and it's specifically for Christmas, is Love Actually, which is like this total like chick flick kind of movie. I don't think movie. I've even seen it. Um, I, I know what it is. It's the is it the Sandra Bullock, uh, Ryan Reynolds one. Or? No, no, it's um, it it's has like a British, it's like, no, Liam Neeson, Emma Thompson, oh, Alan Rickman, British oh, wow. love story. <coughs> no, the, I haven't seen the it. The guy who plays Luna's dad from Harry Potter. Oh yeah, 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 he's great. Yeah, he's awesome. Isn't he? In we it? like a lot of British is he stuff. No, maybe yes. he's in it. No, no, he no, Voldemort is in it. Ray Fiennes is in it? Yes. No, Ray Fiennes is not in it. Isn't he in it? No. <laughs> Wait, who no. played then the dad of the son? Liam Neeson. Oh, Liam Neeson. Right. I get those two yeah. confused easily. I can see that. It's sort of a... Um, <laughs> it's it's more of a like romantic comedy slash a little bit of drama. Yeah. Colin yeah. Firth is in it. I like a lot of the British comedies. Have you seen... Um, what was the Death at a Funeral? The British version? Yes. Oh, man. So that funny. was hilarious. Yes. So funny. It's been a long time. Yeah. I yeah. love the... Really, if you look at over all these Harry Potter movies, it is like the best of the best of British actors. I mean, every great British yes, actor yes. had to be in these movies and were in these movies eventually. You know, yes. so it's pretty exciting. So yeah, action. So that that would be your favorite movie of all time. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, it's up there. Yeah. Yeah. And yours would be Mystic River, really, or you got another one? That oh gosh. Probably your favorite. No, I really like Mr. I love some of the old, like, 90s dramas. Mm -hmm. Like, Primal Fear was really good. Oh, yeah. Dead Man Walking was really good. Um, Primal Fear, we were talking about that last podcast. Edward Norton. Norton. God, he's so good. That's that's my other favorite. We talked about it because we had a David Fincher pod uh, last week, and uh, we talked about uh, Fight Club and how Mm -hmm. great Ed Norton was, and then went off on a tangent about American History X or any of the uh, Primal Fear, Mm -hmm. uh, Death of Smoochie. You ever seen Death of Smoochie? I don't think so. Kind of a random, random, dark comedy. Where has he been? Like, has he been in anything? He's been doing Wes Anderson movies. He does, like, a cameo in all the Wes Anderson movies. Like, the... uh, you know, the uh, Moonrise Kingdom. He was uh-huh. the uh, Boy Scout leader. Yeah. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and he's probably still pissed he's not the Hulk. You know, that's mm-hmm. what I think. I would be too. <laughs> I would be too. I thought well, he did a pretty decent job. He did. I mean, right. the movie wasn't well, great. He did, but he, he did a good until job until you saw Mark Ruffalo <laughs> do mm-hmm. it. And then you were like, oh, okay, I see it. I'm not his, I'm not his biggest fan. He's really? actually one of my least favorites. It's his voice. Of the Avengers? It's something about his mouth that bothers me. <laughs> you don't like his mouth? Yeah. <laughs> Mark I just want to punch him. <laughs> I don't know. Mark, don't kill yourself if you listen. <laughs> yeah. No. I still love you. Yeah. I, I also love war movies. Like oh, yeah? Gladiator, Jimmy up there. That's a classic. Did you see Dunkirk yet? I have not. Yeah, Lindsay doesn't Dunkirk want to watch that so yet. Good. I really want to watch it. It's really good. Is it? Yeah, it's okay. Really I think that might be next for me to watch. And you're not around. And I don't know when that is. <laughs> I'm always around. Let's get back on Harry Potter here. Okay. So who uh, did uh, you read all of them? I read all of them. How about you, Sarah? Did you read I did any? not read she all of them. She doesn't know how to read. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan of reading, unfortunately. Seems like an awkward time to reveal that. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> That's why I didn't go to law school, I think, because I hate reading. <laughs> uh, I re- actually read the first four, and then uh, I really started enjoying the films more than the movies, so I decided to not finish the books until the movies were over mm-hmm. and then i never went back that's too bad <laughs> yeah. I, I read them all in a summer really? and i was i was in my so they were like, all out when you were oh yeah, yeah i mean i was probably 
27, 28. Were and any I just, of the like, films out yet? Oh, yeah. They were all out. Oh, they were I all think. out. I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They came out the first. Well, maybe the last two were now. No, yeah. yeah. 2011 was the last one that came out. Yeah. So. Yeah, the first one was 2001. Yeah. My right. dad read them, which I thought was strange. Yeah. Like, I remember strange. my dad reading that was them as the, a kid. That was the thing, though, with that series of books. Everyone heard about their grandmother reading it or, like, five-year-olds reading it. Yeah. And you remember the lines that they used to be outside the, like, bookstores mm-hmm. released at midnight Yeah, it was crazy. It was nuts. Did you ever go to one? I didn't go to one of those. Oh, I went to one. Did you? you yeah, did? for the last book. I went and bought my dad the last <laughs> book for, like, his birthday or something. I don't know what it was, but or Father's Day. Like, it coincided with some excuse, you yeah. know? So I did it. <laughs> we were in California and we went to a winery and the owner of the winery's son was the was editor, the editor who like, or the publisher or the something publisher, yeah. who published the first Harry Potter. Huh, interesting. Yeah. And so this, this winery is this huge, huge winery. It's called um, Newton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really expensive um, wines. And so it's a family owned wine winery and the, all the children of the guy who owns the winery, none of them wanted to, to take over the, the wine business. Really? And the son is, you know, like exponentially um, more successful than the father because of Harry Potter. Nice. But it was really funny because cool. he was like, so he was like, we we're like, well, why aren't your family involved? And he's like, well, my son, he, he does something else. And we we're like, well, what does he do? He was like, he was the one that first kind of read Harry Potter and published mm-hmm. it. You so should we were start like, every wow. conversation with that. I know, right? Fact. <laughs> <laughs> so my son released Harry Potter. Yeah, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Overall, how did you think the movies uh, reflected the books since you watched them all? I thought they did a fairly good job. I mean, obviously were, there are some things that... There were certain things that really pissed you off. I mean, you can mention them <laughs> when we when we come to those because we'll work our way through all the movies, but you can tell us. But there are things that I mean, very, really irked you? A little, but but not a ton. Oh. And the other thing is that I know some people who, who read the British versions of the books. Oh, interesting. I didn't even know um, there was a British version. Yeah, so, yes. the, so there are... Just more um, Cockney in it or something? Or? Well, the, the, the language is a little different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then yeah. also, um, uh, like, the the Sorcerer's Stone is the Philosopher's Stone oh, or, or something like that. You know, some of the titles are different. <laughs> um, I read all the, you know, the American versions. Nice. What was so. that book that we got when we were in London for Kaylee and Carlin's Little Girl Riley? It was a Harry Potter book. It was like one of the, do you remember? Oh, um, the play. The Did play. we buy her the play? Yeah. Oh, the play. Something like that. Yeah. We, we got her this book that you can only get overseas and huh. stuff like that. Yeah, the time you can only get it. Get it and, mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, the British versions I hear are a lot different than the American versions. Yeah, there, I, I can't remember. There's there's one specific um, thing in one of the first three books. I can't remember exactly what it is, but there's some word, like a, a language um, that we would never say something like, really awful kind of like the f word or something but um to us but to the you know to brits it's just yeah like poop or something you know (laughs) (laughs) so obviously those sorts of references had to be removed before the books were released in america (laughs) it's where my grandfather had said the word bugger up, uh-huh. up in Canada, and apparently that's a friggin' no-no up there. Really? That's like mm. saying the F word up there, back in the day at least. I don't know huh. if it still is, but <laughs> I thought that uh-huh. was weird. <laughs> bloat. That's the word that um, was used in the movie a lot. He's like a bloat. And I was like, that's a bloat. Oh, bloat. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah. it's cool that they, I mean, we would yeah. never say that. Everything's here. brilliant. I, yeah. lo- I was just going to say, every time Harry uh, or Daniel Radcliffe said uh, brilliant, it just made me smile. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's one of my favorite <laughs> one-word lines from that, uh, from that whole thing. I may have to hashtag this episode brilliant Brilliant. afterwards. (laughs) So do you guys remember, so let's go back to 2001 here, at least uh, to when the movie first started, but I remember it being like huge on the news when they were casting the kids. Do you remember that when they cast them and uh, 
Oh, and God. all the other actors, I and I knew all of the like uh, the veteran actors that were in there mm-hmm. they were picking. I just didn't know anything about the uh, the movies. But I did see Sorcerer's Stone. Do you see? You saw them all in the theater too, or no? no. I, I think I didn't see them in the theater until maybe the fourth or so the, the fourth? fifth. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when the well, first, who, I got you on that one. I, I saw know. all of them in the theater. So when the if the first one was released in two thousand and one, I must have been in seventh eighth or ninth grade yeah. then no i graduated in 2003 so i was in my we would be in our sophomore year or freshman year of high school i was Maybe. an old man i was way out of there i know so. you were <laughs> <laughs> but i was enjoying them all the same uh but i remember that that first one had so many great veterans like maggie smith i had i had grew up watching oh maggie smith and I different love stuff that woman or uh alan rickman alan rickman was always the bad guy in things. I mean, he's the bad guy in Die Hard. He's a bad guy in uh, Robin Hood, uh, Prince of Thieves. Mm-hmm. He's so good. Uh, so many great things. Even in like Dogma, he played the angel uh, mm-hmm. in Dogma, and he was hilarious in it. Uh, I just love Alan Rickman. Played the philandering uh, husband in yeah. Love Actually. Oh, see, there you go. Yeah, working it back. There yeah, you go. <laughs> <laughs> he was working something. <laughs> uh, who else was a big one there? Robbie Coltrane, who I had watched for years in movies like Nuns on the Run. That's Hagrid. Okay, okay yep. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. He was in uh, Let It Ride with uh, Richard Dreyfuss, a really funny 90s uh, comedy. Uh, who else some of the other veterans that were in that, uh, in the first one? That might be even, it. Yeah, Maggie yeah. Smith, she's my Maggie favorite. Maggie Smith was really big. Well, then Richard Harris, who originally came in to play Dumbledore. Yeah. Uh, who was your favorite Dumbledore? Oh, I kind of liked him. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, I liked man, the other I guy. I love Michael Gambon, man. Mm-hmm. He's so yeah. funny. I just feel like, maybe, well, maybe he was... And he was in more of them. I mean, he was in yeah. six of them compared to the yeah. two that yeah. Richard Harris, but... But he just seemed, Richard Harris just seemed more of like an old wizard, where the other one was, he was a little bit younger. Mm. Like, he came across more younger and more, like, less frail. And I don't know, there was something about him being such a senior authority. I don't know how they thought he was going to make it through eight films. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know either. I don't know either. I can tell you the exact moment where Michael Gambon like sold it to me as he is, uh, Dumbledore is, uh, at the very end of prisoner of Azkaban when, uh, when they, they use that time travel to come back and, uh, they see him in the hallway and they said, we did it. And he just, uh, responds, did what? And just walks down the staircase. (laughs) Uh (laughs) It was one of my favorite Michael Gambon, uh, lines and deliveries in the whole series so he's got a great voice yeah. oh yeah i think he's like got he's a great fantastic voice. super voice. you look at his hands he's got like the the slenderest yep. longest fingers you've ever mm-hmm. seen on a yeah human yeah uh, he's only six feet tall i looked him up really oh, um, really? yeah you would expect yeah. him to be tall yeah, yeah. Uh, but he came in that's not an easy thing to do stepping in no. the shoes Can once they get once the fan base is like in yeah. on it too yeah and i'm sure well if it was done today there'd be a lot more uh uh, social media uproar because things are insane right now. Uh, I don't know if you know how insane it is for actors right now. No. I was telling Dave that uh, two of the actors from Last Jedi had to get off social media altogether because really? the fans just are attacking them because they don't like their character. Which, <laughs> like, oh which two? The, the Asian girl yep. uh, uh-huh. and uh, Daisy Ridley. The, really? Uh, uh, really? Ray. And huh. they left Twitter, they left Facebook, they had to leave it all. And it was huh. brutal. If you looked at the comments, they were horrible. Why do people like these, bully? I know. <laughs> these fans <laughs> think these movies belong to them. They do not. You you let the creator create and then Absolutely. you just enjoy what he gives you. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, if you I, don't like it, you don't like it. Don't you, watch it again. Yeah. I can understand with books where a lot of people are really kind of uh, hard set with what they want in the movie and not in the movie that's mm-hmm. in the book. And I thought they were pretty... Uh, they were pretty good about putting the 95% of what people wanted in these films. 
I personally, the Lord of the Rings, I thought the Lord of the Rings movies were way better than the books. Way better than the books. There were parts of those books that went on and on and on, and it was it just didn't translate well. What did uh, you, what did you think about the Hobbit? Uh, I don't even remember reading the Hobbit. I know I read it when it, when I was really young, but I don't remember what my impression was of it. So I read the Hobbit. I think in ooh in eighth grade. Yeah. It was one of our our things, and um, um, one of my favorite teachers read the book to us aloud, and then we all took turns. Oh, it was um, Cindy Gallup. And so, so then as a, um, as an adult, I read it again when the films came out thinking, oh, mm. I should, you know, give yeah. it a look. And I really, really liked the films, but then the films, they added a bunch of stuff that wasn't mm. in the books and the book was only like 150 pages yeah. or something. And it was written for children and the books were like nine days long. I mean, the, the movies were nine days long mm-hmm. and they just went on and on and on and on <laughs> and on. I was entertained, but I preferred the book. Mm. I only read part of the fellowship. I didn't read the full series did your dad read all the books oh my god my dad reads all that yeah i I loved the lord of the rings books but uh that was the great thing about the harry potter ones they were a lot easier of a read too yeah and they knew what their fan base was that they needed to get in between a range where the adults will like it but the kids will also that's a tough i feel like that would be really i mean that's a tough feat to like kind of take like do that i thought what was so cool with the books and even in the films did this because they played off the books obviously is that the books were written for for children at a certain age, mm-hmm. yeah. and then every year the books progressed yep. as the children progressed. As a viewer, that's an enjoyable is, thing too. Oh, it's you know? really awesome being able to see these kids grow up right in front of your eyes. It's yeah. it's really yeah. amazing, and they they kept these years. I mean, we're talking two thousand one, then oh two, oh four, oh five, oh seven, oh nine, then ten and eleven for the years. So they kept pumping these things out mm-hmm. regularly, and. It, as far as I know, you didn't have any many actors holding out because that would be my concern as a filmmaker that uh, that Rupert Gert uh, wants to like leave the series after number five and then yeah. what the hell are you going to do? Yeah, so you really got to make sure these kids are in on it. Absolutely, and I feel like behind the scenes, they, I like watched a lot of behind the scenes stuff, and mm-hmm. like they became like good friends, and it was oh, like yeah. a family and stuff like that. And I feel like the movies. Like the first few were like so nice and kind of innocent and easy to watch, and then it got scarier oh, yeah. and scarier as yeah. they go it on. Got dark. And I'm yeah. like, man, this is you know, from a kid watching them from the get go, from the beginning, like yeah. now, I feel like you have to be at a certain age to be able to watch as oh, yeah. you progress through the films. Yeah. That those last couple were downright oh, dark, dark and, evil, and man. scary and kind of creepy. What do you what do you call it um, when they do the something release? Like Disney does it all the time with with the films. Like a uh, early release or like a a focus group? Like a special release or something. How they like they only release things at a certain time. Oh like Um, a vault. Yeah yeah so I think like you know for kids now if you were a parent you'd have to like special release them every year. (laughs) You're 10 now that means you can watch the first you know. That would be a clever thing to do to your kids and they can wait but I mean they'll probably go watch it their friend's house. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. So let's talk specifically Sorcerer's Stone. So we've got all these great actors who are coming in there. Uh, Do you have a favorite uh, of the students? What was your favorite? I know there's probably several. I mean, you could pick a couple. Yeah. Pick like two. Well, I didn't have a favorite student necessarily, but I I always thought Ron was funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I liked watching him. I loved Ron. Um, So I would have to say him if I have to pick a student. Neville was, he was good. I Neville love Neville. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. just sort of like this, you know, kind of 
dorky kid in the who, corner who, who pay, uh, has a pivotal role. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. has a huge villain. role. It's it's weird how some of these people that you don't think are going to have such a uh, major role that they really no, do. I mean, they, there's certain ones you know aren't going to, like uh, Crabs and Guilfoy yeah, and yeah. Uh, all those types of ones. But even people like Luna had a major. I love Luna. And, Luna, and, Luna uh, yeah, she was yeah, great. She was great. If anything, she came in a little late. I would have loved to see her earlier. earlier. Uh, and her dad that was in yeah. love. Yes. That was in love, actually. Yep. Yeah. That, yes. <laughs> yeah. Was he, though? <laughs> was he? I'm yeah. pimping no, him for the know. wrong movie. I don't know if That's he is. I don't know if he was. He was definitely in Notting Hill, which I also loved. He was yeah, in, that um, was wasn't he? Played the, the roommate. Wasn't he the, uh, the lizard in uh, Yes. Oh, yes, he was. Rufus something or... That's what his name is. I can't remember. Something. It was weird. He's he was good, only though. in. Uh, was he just in Deathly Hollows two, or was he in one also? I can't remember. He was, he was in, in the first one. He, he was wasn't in the, in the second one. I don't think he was in the second one. Hmm. No, he he was in. He was at the um the wedding. Oh. The wedding yeah, scene. Yeah. So he was there. But they went to his house. And, and then, the house and then they went point, to his yeah. house. Yeah. Huh. That was all the first one. The wedding didn't take place in the second one. That's right. Yeah, I loved Hermione. Yeah. She's Hermione. my favorite. Yeah, I love Hermione. I love Neville, and I love, uh, I think Hermione's probably my favorite. But it, Harry's got so many great lines, I almost want to say him. One of my favorite lines, random, I think it was, uh, it was either Chamber of Secrets or Prisoner of Azkaban. I think it was Prisoner of Azkaban, where uh, Ron's dreaming about the spiders. Mm-hmm. And yes. He's, he's like, spiders. And then uh-huh. uh, you hear Harry go, oh, you get them, spiders, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> That actually, yeah, no, yeah. that's good. That was such a random, and I love him. That's the other great thing about these actors is seeing them do other stuff now that oh, the series so is over. I. And uh, um, Daniel Radcliffe is awesome mm-hmm. in everything. I think he's going to go on. He's going to do lots of great stuff. Same mm-hmm. with Emma Watson. I think everything yeah. she does, it's going to be great. I'm not sure uh, Rupert will translate as well as the other two, but I'm sure he could still yeah. be doing stuff i think emma she also is like a real person too like i don't think oh, she yeah, let yeah. the fame get to her oh, yeah, at yeah. all because she, she's like, a major she went, uh social uh oh, figment in absolutely. Uh, a lot of movements right now absolutely. on twitter i follow her on and twitter. she's super smart one yeah. cute little thing that i was reading about her is that she memorized in the first one everyone's line so there would be times where the director would have to like tell her to stop because she would mouth their lines as they yeah. were trying to talk and she was what like 10 years old yeah. 11 years and old the or something director would have to like cut emma don't do that anymore <laughs> so i thought that was really cute but she was super smart you must have all had that memorization because you remember did you ever see the uh daniel ratcliffe when he was on the tonight show doing that history of rap and uh yes he's, he's like spouting off really? like yeah. the most amazing lyrics that i don't know how the hell he memorized all these oh, things wow. it was really great yeah it was pretty good <laughs> yeah wow. uh so yeah, these these kids came in and really kind of ran the show too. Oh yeah, and I yeah. love how the little things that they show in uh, Sorcerer's Stone that they continually come back to in the series, like the platform with the uh, with the Hogwarts Express, mm-hmm. and I mean to the point where it's like the last thing it, uh, you see in the entire series is mm-hmm. on the on the platform. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and then man, my one uh, I watch it and I'm so pissed off that they didn't just let Harry stay at the school after a while. Why he had to keep going back to the uh, the horrible step parents? Oh, but I think that's part of his like character building. I I, like I definitely agree with it with the first three, yeah. but the, the fact that he was there uh, around Order of the Phoenix still, I'm like, why the hell is he even there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, yeah. Voldemort's here. He's gonna kill you. Let's not have him go home. I think there was something, and I I can't remember for sure, but the, I think there was something where. Um, so long as he was not seventeen, yeah. he was protected in their 
in their house or something, something like some that. sort of like spell that kept him safe. Um, which is why on his 17th birthday, mm. there was that big kind of evacuation of Harry. Yeah. So I love the uh, speaking of stuff at that house with the, well, it's not exa- actually at the house, but it's in the town there that very beginning of Order of the Phoenix mm-hmm. where it's him and Dudley in the field and they're taunting each other and the Dementors show up. It's yeah. one of my favorite scenes from uh, from any of this uh, series. What's your, before we even start going through Source of Stone here, what is your favorite of uh, all eight movies? Hmm. I really, really liked Order, Order of the Phoenix mm-hmm. because I think it um, kind of illuminated a lot that maybe you didn't know before. Yeah. And so it pre- presented a lot of history and maybe it's just because by that point, the viewership had gotten old enough to kind of follow yeah, a, yeah, yeah. or you know a deeper plot. Yeah. Um, but after that, I really think it kind of turned the corner and got a little bit more. It definitely got darker. That's when. But the I think it, it got a little bit more adult too. If anything, I think the darkness probably started halfway through Gobble to Fire. Once they were yeah, stealing yeah. children from their oh, bed, yeah. and putting them underwater. Yeah. Uh, that's when you're yeah. like, holy crap! Yeah. <laughs> this is a whole different thing. Yeah. What about yeah. you, Sarah? What's your favorite of the, so, the eight? Prisoner Asper- As I can't even say that word anymore. Azkaban was really good. I, I really that liked one. that one just because it kind of like set the stage for understanding how we got to where we are and then mm-hmm. what we're anticipating. Um, I loved um, Prisoner, not and then, um, not I'm sorry, half not Half Blood Prince. No, <laughs> what am I trying to say here? I can no, thank you. Order of the Phoenix is what sets <laughs> the stage. No, Prisoner Asper <clears throat> to me kind of gave harry a family in a way i love mine i'm always tied between prisoner azkaban and goblet of fire i love the tasks that they have to do in goblet of fire with the uh like finding out how to breathe underwater yeah the the gillyweed and all that and the and we get to see uh, voldemort at the very end uh which is what we've been waiting for this whole Mm -hmm. time so i i thought that was great but the time travel stuff and prisoner azkaban and the stuff with buckbeak that stuff just that's cool right up my alley man like them getting hit in the head with the stone and then realizing later on it was was them that threw it that's like a mind-bending head fuck that Uh i'm all for what was Uh, that movie that was like a mind-bending like what was that um with leonardo dicaprio and oh inception Inception. yes that kind of reminded me of that like twisting going back in time and oh yeah yeah do certain tasks it's just great and a lot of people might not know that there's between the eight movies, there's four directors. Uh, oh, the, really? The first two, this was the brilliant, I think it was a brilliant uh, uh, directors all around for what subject they were uh, assigned to do. Like the first one was Chris Columbus. The first two were Chris Columbus who did the Home Alone movies. Mm-hmm. It, he wrote Gremlins. He wrote The Goonies. Yeah. He had that feel. That really was the only two movies that felt like you were watching kids. Yeah. Like young oh, kids. Oh, yeah. No, I absolutely. Mean, and, they, and the tone between it, and it was just fun. And everything was everything was long and... tables with like candy and uh, yeah. uh, like chicken wings and everything. I was obsessed with their food. <laughs> yeah. It made me think of like that medieval times uh, place where you can go and watch the guys fight and you have to eat all oh yeah yeah medieval silver times. plates yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that made me it's totally like it. medieval times yeah uh it's also the only movie where i kind of felt like the kids were very safe even when horrible stuff was happening oh yeah no. like with the snakes in the chamber of secrets and everything you kind of got the impression that uh yeah they'll be all right not the fact that it's the beginning of the series but you, you never had like any impending doom Mm-mm. until like prisoner azkaban and the, the falling ones so the yeah, so Prisoner of Azkaban was done by Alfonso Corian, who went on to do uh, Gravity. Uh, okay, and it was oh, another okay. big one, but mm-hmm. that was his big thing. Mike Newell, uh, who did Goblet of Fire, did Donnie Brasco with um, uh, Johnny Depp, and uh, I think he did Four Weddings and a Funeral. 
I think was him too. So that's Mike Newell. And then the last four, and if you count uh, the Fantastic Beasts, he did that one also, were all done by David Yates, who's did a fantastic job mm-hmm. with these last four. I mean, that is kind of his signature now. I don't, I'm not even sure what other stuff he has done, but... Yeah, so when we go through here, you'll have to keep in mind all these different tones and styles that mm-hmm. these uh, directors... Uh, that's why I love the Alien series. The Alien series are uh, four films all done by amazing directors. The first one is Ridley Scott. The second one's James Cameron. The third one's David Fincher. And the fourth one's the French director that I should look up his name by now because I always refer to him just as the French director. <laughs> he did Amelie. You ever seen Amelie? No. Oh, man, Amelie was so good. You'd love it. Uh, <clears throat> but... Those movies all benefited from those different directors and the different styles. So, you know, you mentioned your favorite one mm-hmm. um, was the the Goblet of Fire, mm-hmm. and I think that's really one of the first ones where Neville actually like kind of steps up. Oh yeah, and you can you can tell that like in the books it's very obvious like what what he's good at. Yeah. Um, but in the in the films he's just sort of like this blundering kind mm-hmm. of kid mm-hmm. who's kind of lost and he has dead parents and, <laughs> and he's got this grandma who's a little bit afraid of you know? yep. <laughs> but um and you know in the goblet of fire you learn that like he really does have some skills yeah you know he's a pretty smart kid mm-hmm. yeah in the beginning like certainly in sorcerer's stone and chamber of secrets it was the i can't get the wand off the ground or i can't <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the broom off the brown yeah. uh, ground or uh, even the other guy the finnegan guy who's oh yeah he was blowing up, up stuff he was great up. yeah <laughs> Yeah, those were type of guys that I I don't think I even remember their name for the longest time, but you could uh, they cast really well where you could see their face, mm-hmm. and you knew yeah, immediately who, who it was. I mean, you going into it, you knew all these names and everything, uh, so you probably know the names. This some of the names that like slipped me on some of these characters yeah. you might have to help me. Uh, but with Sorcerer's Stone, Sorcerer's Stone. Uh, I mean, it set the stage. It was kind of the origin story of everything that was happened. It probably had the weakest of villains, I guess. Yeah, uh, you'd, you'd say. Uh, yeah, that stuttering. Yeah, the Professor. guy with the uh, kind of the turban that he takes off, and he's Professor Quarrel. Yeah. Is that mm-hmm. what his name is? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you know what's funny though, and I think maybe we would have learned this more is that at the, the the very end of the film, you know, when he takes the turban off, and you see that like, oh, he has this growth on him, yeah, yeah. which happens to be Voldemort. <laughs> um, but he stops his stutter. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, you know, I've been playing this oh, fool. He gets evil. Oh, yeah. So like you, so you kind of catch a, catch on that there's more to this guy mm-hmm. than we thought, and he's not mm-hmm. really as much of a wimp as mm-hmm. maybe we thought. Um, and I think if 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 the film and even the book had been written for someone a little older, yeah. he probably would have had. A, you know, we would have known the darker side of his character. Yeah, he would. Which now, you know, uh, we, 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 we got to assume he's a Death Eater. I mean, yeah, it, but they really didn't get into the uh, the role of the Death Eater. Yeah, we didn't until, know what those were. Yeah, no. I mean, until probably Goblet you know, of Fire. Yeah. I think the beginning yeah. of Goblet of Fire is when the uh, uh, they attacked uh, the Quidditch. Yeah, the Quidditch mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. Um, what was your what was some of your favorite stuff with uh, Sorcerer's Stone? I loved when they went shopping in oh, Diagon yeah. Alley. That is a great one. Yeah, the shopping is great. Yep. I love the imagination of it. And when we we've gone to Universal Studios where they have it. Oh really? And I like I feel so stupid, but I'm like, are they? Are we sure they didn't film the? Film <laughs> of, um, like do the movie here because it is. I they mean, replicated. Oh it. my gosh! Good. To every yeah. like the brick lane on the floor, it is so realistic. But I love when they go shopping. And they go to the wand and get the wand for, for Harry. I really liked him as the actor too. The wand, John guy. Hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, I'm glad how they worked him in at the very end. And yep. like, uh, mm-hmm. was it Deathly Hallows two or one? Man, I always confuse one, one I and think two. They did one. They yeah. did it. Yeah. Oh, was it one? Yeah, they found they him. Go in to, the, uh, they go to the house yeah. and he explains the whole wand thing. Them, yeah, well, they right? remember they find him in prison. Yeah, when they, when they get oh, uh, when right. they get in prison, it was that's him right. and the uh, uh, 
what the was it a goblin or uh the, one of the guys that works at the bank yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. The bank is really cool too. I do like the bank. Yeah, those guys all that stuff, me. man. I mean, they had to really kind of take you through right? the, the gambit of this is what it's easy to get exposition out in a screenplay when you're just like teaching the audience this entire and world. I think it was cool. Like you know, they had to give Harry money, and I think they like going to the bank and seeing all the gold was cool. But I loved how Ron came from a family that like struggled in a little oh, yeah, bit, yeah, and yeah. I loved how they it wasn't that big of a deal, and that they still became really good friends and all this other stuff, but. I'm a huge yeah. fan of the Weasleys. Oh, I like, love yeah, they're awesome. The Weasleys. <laughs> Wait, love the Weasleys. Who's your favorite of the uh, professors? We went in as the kids. Oh, I loved um, Mary- Margaret Smith, Professor Ma. What's her name again? McGonagall. McGonagall. Oh, McGonagall yeah. I love her. Yeah, she's amazing. Snape's yeah. my favorite. I love oh, Snape, sure. man. I really too. So He's good. very uh, there's so much depth to that character that you don't realize until the end, and then you really feel sorry for him and uh, yeah. appreciate what he had to go through. And oh my gosh! It's not he, easy to make yourself look like the villain. No, and he was a huge, huge character. Yeah, and yeah, yeah I think he. Um, I think. To me, he's he is the hero of the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you know, I, agree I, I with think that. for I think for sure, and um, I mean maybe after Harry, I mean, come on, you, gotta, <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta give him that. <laughs> I don't know. No, see, I, see, I think I think Harry was just born into it, whereas I think Severus chose repeatedly <laughs> to kind of. I think if he was here, he would disagree foot. with you, man. <laughs> no, I feel like Severus maybe. had to. No, I think he had to put on this huge face and like this act. Of him being so bad and evil when deep down inside that he was like in love with Harry's mom mm-hmm. and he had to protect Harry. Like that's his whole job, practically. Yep. And he chose to do that but by still having to be evil. Like having to play those two kind of lives for as long as he did must have been really hard and I w- stressful. I love the, uh, this is a random per- uh, character to like and he only was in the Chamber of Secrets, but uh, the Kenneth Branagh character. The like really boisterous actor. Yeah. Know what the hell he was doing? Yep, uh-huh. I just smiled every time he spoke. I think he's so funny. Wait, which one role. was he? He was he was the Gilderoy. The he was he was a famous guy who wrote the books about. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. god, yeah, the blonde professor where yeah, all the girls he liked was so him. So funny. Yes. <laughs> oh god, he was hilarious and such a little wimp too, kind of running away from thing. All right, we're good. <laughs> so, Sorcerer's Stone. This is. Uh, well, what's interesting about this is you got a little bit of Voldemort in like every single one, but not until which one was it? I said it earlier. Goblet of Fire. Goblet we get of to Fire. See him? Shows, yep, yep. Do we just uh, in Sorcerer's Stone we just have the face in the back of the head? Mm-hmm. In Chamber yep. of Secrets, do we we see an image of him, mm, or is it just his no. voice? You hear his like voice, a I feel like. voice or something like that. We we don't see an image of him. We just see Tom. Oh yeah. So I mean, we see him, but we you know we I don't think we we don't see who he looks like. We see who Tom as a younger kid. We never see him as his as an adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we yeah. see him. We just don't really know that it's him. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. I love the stuff with uh, with like the adolescent Tom Riddle in the Half Blood oh, Prince. Oh gosh, Man, yes. was creepy. That was creepy. <laughs> yeah, just Total the stuff creepy. with him and Dumbledore like sitting on their cots when he came mm-hmm. to explain him and take him away. I thought it was very cold. I didn't. You know, I thought poor. Dumbledore was very cold. Yeah. That's kind of his thing, though. He was I mean. like seventies too. If you saw how he stepped, <laughs> he sleeked his hair down yep. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he was scared. I mean, he just walked into this kid who he knew how evil this kid was. I don't think he knew how evil he was. Yeah. I, think, I think he just knew that he was powerful. I assume that okay, even maybe if he... maybe powerful versus evil. He yeah. would have had to take him any, regardless, because even evil, he would not want him to be kind of taught by somebody else. No, that's uh, true. So he would have taken him in one way or another, but... Well, there was a scene in the... 
the last um maybe it was the last film where where Dumbledore is talking to I think he was talking to Harry. Yeah. About when he his first he showed Harry his memory of meeting Tom. Same. Or Tom, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Voldemort. Yeah, yeah. And he well, started to, Prince, yeah. he, he started Prince. to say something yeah. about um like had I known then yeah. what yes. I know now and then Harry cut him off. Hmm. So it was almost like he would he said it, you know, it, it made me question, well maybe he was thinking that he would have just killed him then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Man. now we'll never know. <laughs> no. So let's go on. So the year later, we got Chamber of Secrets. And Chamber of Secrets, it used to be my favorite for the longest time just because it was really fun. It was always on television Mm -hmm. uh, for the longest time. I don't know what the hell the Family Channel was doing, but they were just playing it on on loops. So I got stuck with with it in the background all the time. Uh, And this was great because this is, like you say, there's like a gradual amount of kind of... uh, of uh, escalated mm-hmm. danger in each mm-hmm. one, and this one got to be a little bit more. Uh, one of my favorite things I did in this one is change the features on their face so they could uh, imitate uh, crabs and, and Goyle. Uh, yes. And Goyle. Yeah. And uh, Hermione ended up turning into a cat. Cat? Yeah. Oh, yes. uh-huh. <laughs> that Poor stuff was Hermione. so, so fun. And Moni and, Myrtle. We meet Moni Myrtle then, don't we? Or oh, is no? that where yeah. we did that too? Yeah, Moni Myrtle. Yeah. Myrtle. What's your some of your favorite stuff with Chamber of Secrets? Well, I don't. I don't know. This is my favorite because I'm, I'm. I'm like so afraid of snakes. Yeah. Um, but that snake skin. I mean, I will be forever <laughs> freaked out by right? that sixty foot snake skin that yeah. they like find in the chamber. Yeah. Like even now, I feel like my mouth watering. I kind <laughs> of want to throw up um, because I'm deathly afraid of snakes. And of course, there was like a snake in the film the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, the snake kind of was a little dragonish, though. Like, yeah. with his scales and stuff like that, it made me think of, like, Game of Thrones and, like, the Hobbit with the dragon. I don't know why, but he was kind of dragonish. And the phoenix. I think the phoenix was such a cool character. Very cool. Like, was cool, yeah. Coming out and rescuing. And, like, came in at certain points, but not, like, too obvious. And then the tears of the phoenix. Yeah. And then saving Jenny, which is so cute and adorable. Yeah, and that's a good callback to what happens later on, too, with right? them, too. And yep. there's a lot of that, too, where uh, I guess some of the key things that were kind of introduced in the Chamber of Secrets, uh, I guess this was the first time uh, we found out that Harry could speak... Uh, yeah, parcel uh, tongue. Parcel tongue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was obviously a major, major uh, thing in this. There were just there were some fun stuff that we had never seen happen before, like the flying car at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, that yeah, flies into. Oh the, my god! Uh, I loved when Ron got that letter from his mom. Oh yeah, the his, howler. Oh, the, the howler. howler. <laughs> Ronald Weasley. <laughs> like, so funny. I loved that, and how it like kind of tore apart at the end and stuff like that. Yeah, I would be so scared too. If and at the very end, I love you, Jenny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so nice Jenny, to the we're sister. So ha- we're so proud, proud of you. you. Got into um, Gryffindor. Gryffindor. <laughs> love, mom and dad. <laughs> I love when they send him the uh, the the dance like uh, cloak. Oh yeah, dance in Goblet of Fire. Yeah, yeah. so awful. So well, it was embarrassing him all the way back to the first movie. Well, remember man. the sweater yeah. that he got with the R on it? It reminds me of the, in um, the Christmas Story when the guy when he got the bunny outfit and had to get down <laughs> the bunny outfit. It's totally <laughs> like that too. Yeah, and I mm. like you said being the last Richard Harris one too. Uh, it was. Uh, I mean, it was said, I guess he had, he completed filmmaking, I think, of Chamber of Secrets. He, did. And he died, like, between the films. Is I that what happened? So. I think so. Uh, because then Michael Gambon coming out, it really, if we go on to number uh, three here, the uh, this is where, 
for me, it started really getting dark, and I think a lot of that had to mm-hmm. do with Alfonso Curion, who's the director that came in, because no one's got the same style as Chris Columbus. So it, uh, taking him off, you can't have that look for The Prisoner of Azkaban. Can you imagine Chris Columbus directing no. it? I mean, it would be completely wrong. Now that you say who he, who Chris Columbus directed, I yeah. can totally see how that fits into the first two Oh, movies. yeah, you want kids, you want that kind of and like, family And it's that fun little and, innocence with, like, yeah. you know... With Harry approaching, um, what's his face, the bad, the blonde kid, Draco. Draco, Draco yeah, yeah. Like approaching Draco and like trying to like be like, give that back, Draco, and like standing up for for Neville and all that stuff. Like you can see, it's such innocence on the little recess field and stuff <laughs> like that. And then it turns completely different. I feel like when you go to three. Yeah, I, and I agree. And I think that might be a problem with a lot of people that are avoiding watching the series because they start it and they think the first two is going to be how the entire mm-hmm. series is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm talking to you, Justin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because the by three, it gets dark and yeah. it gets interesting and it yeah. gets really uh, uh, intricate because, uh, like I said earlier, number three brings about uh, the time travel element into it, yeah. which completely changes it. And this was the first book that I actually read was the uh, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Really, I read that and then I went back and read Sorcerer's Stone, Chamber of Secrets, and then jumped to Goblet of Fire. Uh-huh. Uh, but I loved print, and I think I had watched pri- or read Prisoner of Azkaban like a week before I saw it in the theater okay. too, so it was real familiar with me and they did some changes on it and everything but nothing that irked me i'm easy for that though a lot of people that really friggin' bothers and won't do it um my wife cannot uh hear the word jurassic park mentioned without mentioning the fact that uh the boy and the girl's role were roles were switched in the movie from what the book was really <laughs> it really bugs the hell out of her that the boy's not the computer kid yeah uh, that funny. does it so well i think the girl being the computer kid is badass yeah i know so. what the hell christina <laughs> just yeah whatever she's not listening say, I what, know. You, say what you want <laughs> <laughs> this, this, i love you but you should be proud about girl power the, back in the this 90s is the moment in the pod where you air your grievances <laughs> i think in um in the the prisoner of azkaban it was it's really cool how you you see more about um the the previous generation so you yeah. learn about that yeah. is the best you know, part harry's dad and like his friends mm-hmm. and, and what yep. that must have been like and kind of see the parallels between harry and his current friends versus his dad's yep. friends and, yeah. and, and he and then he quarter sort of the family like i was saying earlier he forms he know he kind of figures out who his family is a little bit too and we get uh in addition to a couple other uh great british veteran actors here with uh gary oldman mm-hmm. and uh david thewlis who played uh, remus mm-hmm. uh, he was amazing he i don't know if you ever watched the third season of fargo he was in it he was amazing in it really weird weird character he mm-hmm. kind of plays a weird character in everything you ever seen uh, dragonheart Yes. Mm-mm. He was the asshole king that was connected with the dragon. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was also in the island of Dr. Moreau. He was the uh, one that was out to see that they landed at the island and everything, and he was, he was kind of the main guy in that. So I had seen a bunch of stuff he had done. Uh, we don't get to see we don't get to see Helena Bonham Carter until, like, where, do, where does she come in? she come in, like, Order of the Phoenix, probably. The cousin? Yeah. Oh, she doesn't come in until... No, yeah. she doesn't come in the Goblet of Fire or the Phoenix. We meet her. She comes in in that scene. The first time we see her is when they're in the room with the um, future... Pr- like, the what do they call those things? The, the prophecies? The prophecies. The prophecies, yeah. She comes in oh, behind Draco's time. dad. We've heard about her and seen yes, her in, like, we've the heard. newspaper. Oh, no, but yeah, actually, yeah. no, Paul, I'm wrong. The first time we see a picture of her on the wallpaper yeah, yeah. in the yeah. Prisoner of Asper- And then when, she's, when they released... 
when she's like broken out of prison. Yeah, that's you right. When she's like that's screaming. Right. That's I think that's a final scene of maybe the Prisoner of Azkaban. Yes. Or the Goblet of Fire. I can't remember. It's no, like one of the final scenes. The, number three. She's great though. She's I awesome. mean, how do you not love her? Yeah. She's so good. She's she awesome plays the same character though. I feel like every single movie. Yeah. Uh, she. She's always a little weird. She is she, definitely. She a plays weird. like a very I mean, like strange character. Fight Club was probably one of the most prominent things I had seen her in back in the day, oh, really? uh, where she played the crazy woman in Fight Club. Really, uh, I need to watch that again. Yeah, I she don't was she was amazing that. in that, uh, and uh, well, obviously like, a lot of the Tim Burton stuff. Like, that's what uh, I mean. I mean, she kind of has. That's really the problem is when he's with, when she's with Johnny Depp, you kind of always have yeah. the same You're right. feel going on. She was in the um, the Ocean's Eight movie that we just oh, was saw. She? Yes, yeah, she, she plays a, um, a fashion designer. Interesting. Uh, not, oh, a very, not a very good one. Not a good one. Yeah. But <laughs> she's funny. Hilarious. She's funny. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. good. Really yeah, she's okay, very, good, very good. Good call. Yeah. Yes, totally. Yeah, there's something um, like uniquely beautiful about her, I think. Yeah. No, I agree. I yeah. thought she was gorgeous in Fight Club. She was crazy, but she was gorgeous. Now I need to see this her yeah. Fight Club again. She was obsessed with the uh, support clubs, with, uh, support groups with uh, mm-hmm. Oh, Warren, okay, yes. <laughs> now it's coming back to me. Okay, they were yes. were splitting them up. Absolutely. <laughs> you yes. take testicular cancer on Wednesdays. <laughs> 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 I got <Yes>. bowel cancer. <laughs> so funny. Uh, yeah, Prisoner Azkaban I loved a lot because I loved the addition of... Uh, Professor Remus in it, mm-hmm. uh, the David Thewlis character. I love him. Uh, the scene where they're going through, uh, what do they call it, that lives in the box once he opens the door? The, bo- go- Bogart? the Bogart or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. And I love when they're all kind of standing in front of it and imagining what scares them the mur- worst. Mm-hmm. And Neville's grandma. Randall, and yeah, and uh, Snape's wearing her clothes. clothes. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Which. Yeah. From a uh, filmmaking point of view, the fact that they got uh, Alan Rickman to come to in there do just that? to yep. dress up like that for that scene. <laughs> it's pretty we're cool. Like, what is this actually for? Are you sure this is going to work with the movie? <laughs> All right. I didn't think we yeah. were making this type of film. <laughs> no, I really liked him as a professor, too. I had a little inkling. like I was like not sure if I fully trusted him. No, you weren't supposed to, I, I don't know, think, unless I know. you had read the books before. No, um, yeah. but I really liked him a lot. They, yeah, they did a good job, especially all the way up to when, uh, uh, you know, when... Gary Oldman appeared at the old house and they were mm-hmm. screaming at each other and you really thought they were talking about killing uh, uh, Harry when they were actually talking about yep. killing Wormtail. I know. Yeah. There was also another actor in this, Timothy Spall, who uh, who was fabulous in um, uh, Sweeney Todd. You ever seen Sweeney Todd? I did, yeah. Oh man, he played uh, he played Sasha Baron. No, he played Alan Rickman's like right-hand man, which is weird. Hmm. Hmm. That character, Wormtail, freaked me out. He was just so ugly. Like, <laughs> I mean, Did a good job. Yeah, the, yeah. Teeth, that was man. so good. Like, he was like a rat as yeah. a human. It was so yeah, creepy. And, job. like, his teeth were crazy and his hands. I mean, Imagine the, the commitment you'd have to be to be right? a rat for forever. Forever. <laughs> for 14 <laughs> years or something. Until that right years time yeah. Yeah. Uh, to come out. And cut off your finger. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's got to yeah. blow Ron's mind, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gross. <laughs> changed in front of you man <laughs> maybe, more. Cool. Yeah. maybe more <laughs> don't say anything don't say anything what happens in ron's house stays in ron's house <laughs> uh, yeah but i i love the uh the idea that uh dumbledore would give hermione the kind of the uh the thing to uh use as a time stopper yep. where she could make it to all her classes so i totally forgot that scene until we just recently kind of watched it yeah. and preparing for this and i was like oh my god i totally missed this the last time we saw it i was probably sleeping um probably but no but i thought that was 
like I loved how she went to multiple classes because she's just super smart and cool. I love mm-hmm. that about her. But then the time travel, and then the, what we were talking about earlier, the scene where like they recognized it was them that was helping them do what they needed to do yeah. to escape, and then they they saved the the animal, the hippogriff, and that, the hippogriff who I just yeah. think Buckbeak, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I loved Buckbeak, love Buckbeak, man. I loved when he uh, attacked Malfoy. Oh, right. We haven't talked about him. He's a great actor, but he's got to be careful not to get typecast, man. Right. Because he, he was in uh, The Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and he was playing an asshole in that movie, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, I said, you got to get out of that asshole role, or you're going to be stuck there. Because I hear he's like the sweetest guy in the world, uh, but you would never know in these films. Nope. Yeah, apparently he and uh, Daniel Radcliffe were super, super close. Oh, really? Yeah, that yeah. was a good then, joke about how best, how best friends they were. And then a, another thing that I read is that, um, you know, Alan Rickman, who I love, um, went to pretty much everything Daniel Radcliffe had, had been in until he died. So like even his oh his, really in like his, his plays, theater, his plays you know in in he even went in to the Equ- he went to Equus when he uh, did his nude scene there too everything yeah <laughs> wow. and so Dan- Daniel Radcliffe wrote wrote this thing about um you know when he passed away about mm-hmm. what a supporter he was throughout his entire oh, yeah. you know childhood and then even as an adult. He came and supported him in you know everything he ever did. That's what I've heard a lot about. Uh, Kevin Smith was really close with him because of the work he did with him in Dogma. And he, uh, Kevin Smith always talks about uh, how much of a kind human being he was, and he would go to his house for dinners and stuff like that. So, it you you don't think about it when you think how many movies he were because I know the Lord of the Rings cast were super close, and that was over like I think it was the whole filming was like thirteen months. Yeah, and uh, they just filmed it one after another after another. So they formed such a close relationship on that i can't imagine doing like eight films like year after year after yeah. year coming back. Yeah. i mean it's got to be like summer camp really that you I just know. gotta come in and uh pull yeah. a good performance out and everything so it, like i said the more the the longer these movies go along like we're at prisoner azkaban now they it's almost like they add more adult like veteran mm-hmm. actors into the uh cast as the kids are getting older too because I mean, even from the if you look at the pictures of the kids from Chamber of Secrets to Prisoner Azkaban, oh, they definitely. I mean, that's a puberty level right there. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> everyone hit yeah. puberty in '03 because '02 yeah. was <laughs> Chamber of Secrets and '04 was Prisoner Azkaban. Yeah. Do you ever see the Saturday Night Live uh, sketch where uh, Lindsay Lohan comes on to play Hermione? And no. It's about them returning from school, and Hermione got really big boobs. Oh yes. Uh, oh, awesome. oh, and God. everyone just can't stop staring at her chest and everything. And <laughs> no, it's really really funny. <laughs> I, they've had a couple of Harry Potter sketches, but that one was the best. <laughs> Paul, you were talking about this earlier, but one thing that we were talking about, Lindsay and I loved, and you know how you were saying like the train is always there, yeah, and the platform. And I love how every time they get to the Hogwarts, they take a different way of getting to Hogwarts when they arrive from the train. Like the first scene, I mean, the first movie I forget what they take, but then like the second movie they take the um, the car, the, cars. Oh, the car, yeah. The yeah. third movie they take the the train because that's when the Dementors. Yep, and uh, every yeah. like everything. It's but that was once you then. get off the yeah, train, yeah. there's like once, a different yeah, way to get right. to the castle. Like, like when Luna, Luna yeah. and Harry yes. had to go one yeah. once on their mm-hmm. own. I just think that that's and that and it kind of gets darker too because when you get into three and four, when he meets Luna, they like take these creepy, creepy looking carriages to the yeah it's always dark out and always well, that's what's beautiful about these huge kind of tentpole like series too that mm-hmm. you are so invested with it that as a viewer you recognize these the little details these little yeah. details that happen over and over again and you expect it uh you, you know that his room is set up a certain way that if you turn the corner uh the owl would be sitting right there or mm-hmm. whatever it would be uh so that's interesting yeah that they would come to it uh uh 
they would come to a different and like time. how a Hagrid always has an animal. He had a yeah. little dragon. He's he got had the spiders. The spiders. Yeah. He his had brother. Dog. The dog. His half brother. His half brother yeah. with the little bell. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> that was always, the one scene I think from the entire series that just didn't seem like it fit really well. The scene with his brother and the centaurs. Yeah, and it was. Yeah. It seemed like they were like really desperate for a. Uh, for a plot piece there and they kind of throw it in there. Not that I didn't like it, but it seemed a little interesting to mm-hmm. me that they would, all this time, we would know his half-brothers hiding in the woods. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it was late. It wasn't, what, which one was that? That was like, oh, that, that, was, that was Order of the Phoenix. Because that's yeah. the one Phoenix, where uh, yeah. that real bitchy woman in pink. Oh. Yeah. Oh we haven't talked, we haven't got there. We'll talk about her okay. when we get there. Okay. You know who I also always loved is, um, is the Weasley's mom. I love the Weasley's mom she just and has, dad. She's, she both. just has like the most pleasant face. She's been in a lot and I can never, never yeah. remember her name. Uh, um, I, I love that whole family element that no matter what happened, Harry had a home there. Absolutely. Uh, Hermione had a home there. You know, they could go there. They had moments where it felt very homey. I it mean, did. right up until when it got burned up. Yep. But uh, yeah. it did, you know, they were having, didn't they get there for Christmas someday? Uh, one yep. movie didn't they do? Because I kind of remember doing no, a gift they exchange didn't, they or something. arrived at... Um, or was it Severus's house? No, it was Sever- not Severus's house. They did it at in Grimwald Place. Yeah, the um, Sirius Black family yeah. home. Yeah, yeah, the family home. Yeah, yeah. with the family tree on the yeah. wall yeah. and everything. Scorch. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. So, and I, my yeah. favorite Scorch. scene is when Harry comes to um, Ron's house for the first time when they get rescue him from their his aunt and uncles yeah. with the crowbars and all that other stuff, and he. Um, and the, in the house, they're like, it, uh, there's magic going everywhere. There's something cleaning the dishes. There's oh, yeah. something knitting. And I'm like, man, wouldn't that be so fun to have that right at our house? <laughs> and the clock that shows <laughs> like where, oh, where the people kids are. are. Oh, yeah. yes. Not doesn't tell you the time, but it, it tells you, you know, like Ron board. arrived at home or, yeah. you know, wherever. <laughs> oh, that makes me think of the map, too. I love the map. Oh, the map. Uh, and he kept the map for map. a long time. Yeah. I didn't realize he how long he kept the map because he had the map in Dr. Yeah. Hollows. Yeah, he had them use it to find out where Harry was. He like yeah. gave it to uh, Ron and Hermione mm-hmm. to be able to check. That's just a great element. That and the cloak, I think, happened. The cloak uh, is throughout uh, the film. Yeah, it's throughout the film. I, it was, I think it was introduced in Chamber of Secrets, right? I think that's one of the first time we saw the cloak because he used it to get, didn't he use it to get past something? I thought that was in the Sorcerer's Stone. It could have been. Yeah, when they were getting past the uh, I can't the three-headed dog. Is that how they got past the three-headed dog? No, no, no it was music for the three-headed that's right, dog. That's right, that's right. No, the yeah. Sorcerer's Stone, he had to go to the library. He had to go to the restricted section of the, restriction section of the library. Restricted section Good of job. the library. Thank you. <laughs> and he wore it there. Um, and the it's like the housekeeper of the whole of um, the whole school. What was that guy's name? Oh yeah, the, I don't uh, the like ornery guy. Yes, yeah, he was oh, good. My God. He reminds <laughs> me of the creepy guy from um, oh the movie Dennis the Menace or what's the the creepy creepy guy in Dennis the Menace? Oh, the uh, Walter Matthau. Yeah, you think Walter Matthau was creepy? Something about <laughs> him. I don't know. But anyway, that guy. Oh yeah, he she hates Mark Ruffalo and she hates so good. She hates Ralph uh, Mark Ruffalo and now she's I know thinks I'm Walter Matthau's creepy man. Okay, it's all sorry. coming out. <laughs> all right with goblet of fire now man this is this was a really exciting one to me like i said uh not only did we get uh what would later become a big actor with uh what was this? edward cohen yeah during the cast oh, in this too, which i i'm rolling my eyes right yeah <laughs> <laughs> he was good in this he was good in goblet of fire yeah. he wasn't bad. Uh, he's the same character yeah. like he talks really quietly he's <laughs> all sexy and seductive and then it's not working for you no not at all i'm like shut up sorry 
Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson, that's his name. Yeah. yeah. He did a couple good movies, but yeah, not many. I feel like they had like put him in because well, didn't Twilight come out around this time? No, I think after. Yeah, I think it came out afterwards. After. So I think really? yeah, I think um, he just got known because of Twilight uh, prior to this. Mm. Uh, I love the idea of the games. I love the idea that the kids weren't allowed to put their name in until a certain age. And right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind like, of like Olympics. Dumbledore's like reaction to how much he freaked out when Harry's name came out right? of that. His like. Yeah really huge reaction mm-hmm. kind of added to the scene to show you how bad this was. Right. And then Hermione liked that one guy that was like, I did not well, like uh, him. Victor Crumb. Yeah, Victor, Victor Crumb. Crumb. Yeah. Just, Victor. He, was, he reminded me of this like Russian mafia dude that I was just like, Hermione, what are you doing? And this was kind of the first one where relationships were actually oh, starting gosh, too, yeah, you know? Oh yeah, because Ronnie, I'm not Ron, um, Harry and that girl too. Yeah, the uh, the Cho girl. Yeah, the Cho Cho Yeah, they, Chang, well, they were fourteen. You yeah. I mean, remember what we were doing at fourteen? Yeah. <laughs> what were you doing when you were fourteen? That's I for was, another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was innocent, probably. I think. Uh, yeah, I just love the whole thing that you realized what was going to happen with these games way before it happened, that they were going to get this clue. They had to figure out how to uh, make the clue work. Uh, and I mentioned it earlier with finding, like, the gillyweed. That, mm-hmm. And this was, yeah, this was the first uh, Mad-Eye movie, too, the, uh, with Mad-Eye yeah, Moody. Yeah, uh, good. From the great Brendan Gleeson comes in to uh, do that. Except didn't, this wasn't mainly, I guess it, you could say it wasn't him in the, right. in the movie. Right. No, did not didn't Neville find the gilly like the stuff? Yeah, that's yeah. what I was yeah. mentioning yeah. earlier. Okay. Yeah. yeah, go. Yeah. So, so the um, the other guy I really liked, and he didn't see him very often, was the guy he was per- impersonating. Mad Eye Dave Tennant. Yes. Uh, he's uh, great. Dave Tennant. He's the bad guy from Jessica Jones. Yeah, he's yeah. great in everything he's I've really, seen him really in. Good um, in what's what's that show? Um, he was in. Uh, on, like we, we've seen it on Netflix, Broadchurch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. He's oh. great in Broadchurch. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, That was a great, great. Yeah. He does yeah. a lot of crazy voices too on a lot of animated shows. Does too. he? Yeah, he's really, really I didn't interesting. Know that. Yeah, he's. Big All right the licking now. in this one. Oh yeah, yeah, that weird little. Oh gosh, that was so weird. It was creepy. I hate that. Yeah, no. But I love the stuff with Mad Eye. I love him getting pissed at the, at uh, Malfoy and turning mm-hmm. him into a, like a ferret. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I thought that scene was great. Uh, I love the fact that uh, the kids were kind of helping each other. You know, mm-hmm. like when uh, uh, who helped who first? I guess Harry. Uh, Harry was helped by Ron. Uh, uh, via like uh, five people, uh, yeah. five yeah. people. <laughs> but you know, I told you, Harry, <laughs> <laughs> about the uh, the dragons and the eggs. But then Harry kind of uh, brought it to uh, Robert Pattinson and mm-hmm. told him about Cedric, it. And yeah. he's the one that uh, told him to bring the uh, the egg into the uh, who was it? The, the bath, the, the morning myrtle, the, the yep. morning myrtle. <laughs> yeah, that's when she was like on the bathtub with him. Yeah, yeah. She was all very. Kind yeah. of she always, oh, right. she yeah. always she loved always. Harry. She was quite horny. <laughs> yeah. She was. Yeah, she did love Harry. <laughs> well, remember, she's been in the same body for 50 years. She's mm-hmm. dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she, she, missed, she missed out on a lot, I think. Yeah. But I think the the escalation, like you, at one point, so these tasks they have to do, the first one they have to kind of steal an egg from a dragon. Mm-hmm. The second one, uh, which is kind of horrifying as it is, you know, you... you wouldn't even think that they would have a worse one but the idea and i mentioned earlier that they come in the middle of the night and snatch your most loved one right? from their bed and then put something on them and allow them to breathe underwater but they kind of incapacitate them and uh it's what do they do they have to go down there and they have to they're only allowed to take one person right yep. right because they're being guarded by like these crazy mermaids mermaid oh, type God. creatures and everything yeah. that freak out and uh the fact that 
Ron, who was down there? So you got Ron, Ron was down there. Hermione, Hermione was down there. Was Jenny down the, there? Or no? uh, the blonde the, haired girl. The Fleur. Yeah, the Fleur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, then the uh, the Asian girl. And show. Uh, oh, that's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. And like he kind of had to choose last minute as he was like swimming down there and stuff like that. Yeah, and so one of them had to turn back because it was one uh, because Harry had to save two at some point, he, but he kind of got around it. Didn't so he? the the no, Fleur, the Fleur woman. The, the girl, it was her sister. Yeah, that's right. And she couldn't do it, so Harry went back for the sister right. after he got Ron. That's and, right. like, saved because the Because Cedric and Victor were able to get yeah. the mm-hmm. other two. And I guess I guess they gave up. Yeah. <laughs> like, screw it. Sure. I feel like yeah. it was, like, like a intro to Hunger Games. It kind of had that feeling yeah. of Hunger I, I Games I think that's a me. good example that Hunger Games and Goblet of Fire all right? had, like, kind of a similar feel yeah. to it. Right? Like, kids doing tasks that shouldn't be doing. Right. <laughs> that are way beyond their age. And then the the final one, which is the the, the big daddy of them, is the the mace, mm-hmm. which yeah. was crazy, man. How it enchanted people, like right. the, uh, uh-huh. that Victor guy, you and could that, see his eyes. And to was me, creepy as hell. reminds me of the maze, the movie, where they go through the maze and the maze like eats them, or not? They don't eat them, but like they have sure, all these corners. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> oh, actually not yeah. bad. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, it's another like dystopian future kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. the goal in the maze is to kind of get it in the center and grab the cup, the right? Cup, right. Yep. That's what happens. And I think uh, Cedric and Harry kind of grab it at the same time, mm-hmm. and it yeah. brings them to a very bad place. Yeah, uh, port key. Yeah, it's yeah. port key. And where did it bring them to? It bring them to the like grave. A cemetery. Yeah. Cemetery. Yeah. yeah. And that's where they yeah. met, met Voldemort. And this is the first time. This is what everyone's been waiting for. This is the first kind of exposure of uh, not only Voldemort, but... Uh, not that we didn't know Lucius was uh, a, a, bad. Death, uh, a bad <laughs> guy, yeah. a Death Eater, uh, but they kind of confirmed it there along with uh, uh, the Wormtail and all the other uh, kind of people. And uh, Wait a minute. Is that where we met Be- Beatrix? Is that her name? No, I don't no. think she was there. Okay. No. Mm-mm. No, never mind. Never mind. No, I don't think she broke out of prison until Voldemort got sort That's of a, right. that human body. Yeah. That's right. And then he... You know, was able to. They had that great scene where they brought him back with like he was like just a whole bunch of like little bones and uh, Mm -hmm. wormtail. Yeah, I don't know why wormtail just couldn't cut himself a little bit. He had to like slice that all off. Uh, Yeah, uh, but the cool ceremony to kind of bring him back it didn't uh, didn't let you down Mm -mm. too. And then uh, uh, the final straw, kind of like killing Cedric, which lets the audience know, oh, it's real now. We're killing kids. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's where it like completely turned dark. Like, yeah, that might have been the moment too. Once think, yeah. he came back and everyone's like, this ruins, is no ruins the party. <laughs> yeah, no more PG. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I really wonder how the movies were rated. That's interesting. I yeah, I, I don't see the first two being uh, PG thirteen. They, they must have been PG. I bet it started with Prison of Azkaban because that's I where it too. started getting a little dark. Uh, so yeah, that kind of ended it with uh, with Goblet of Fire. We we got to know that uh, uh, Voldemort was back and that uh, shit was gonna get real. Mm-hmm. And they still had to send Harry home to the assholes at the at the house he was living at. See, it pissed me off, man. <laughs> but what didn't the Order of the Phoenix? Didn't he? Is that when the aunt came over and he blew her up? No, that was, that uh, was Prisoner Ass. Prisoner of Okay, yeah. never mind. Because the very beginning Order of Phoenix was the one I was talking about with uh, him and Dudley on the playground. That's right. With That's the Dementors. Right. And this was, uh, this was really great because this was really when we got to... I mean, we got hints of it in Goblet of Fire, but we really didn't get to see the, the uh, Ministry of Magic like inside yeah. until Order of the Phoenix. Because they, uh, that's kind of how it started, right? Right when he, right when he uh, used his Patronus spell on the Dementors, they uh, kind of snatched him mm-hmm. and the old lady that was there. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's where we kind of see the... 
it was almost very Trump-like, you know? Was, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the ministry, it really was. I was watching it recently and oh how God. they're just claiming every news is fake and they listen to whatever story is printed. Yeah, that's and, such a good point. Like, like, Voldemort's not bad. Yeah, Voldemort's Fudge. Not Fudge back. is like yeah. him. He's just an idiot who doesn't and know what the hell's going on. that's when that pink, crazy lady... Oh, was, that was, she was okay. amazing in this as being, she was good. As being yeah. bad, you know? Yeah. The only little thing I loved about her was all the cats. <laughs> all the cat pictures? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the cats. But she was like... Like creepy, creepy, creepy. Yeah. You know when like the scene where um, Harry comes in to do detention and she like orders her pens to make like they're all in lined up and stuff like that and she like sips her tea. And oh she's yeah, yeah. Just you so, can tell she's very yeah. anal and OCD and. Oh my god. You don't keep your pens that way. <laughs> I do, but I'm just yeah. No, I do that. I know we're all pink. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. Yes. Uh, what I love about the Order of the Phoenix is because this is the one where the kids realize, uh, much like the uh, the kids during the Trump administration, that we are on our fucking own right? and we're going to have to uh, take care of this on our uh, on our mm-hmm. own and train ourselves. The idea that she won't allow them to uh, kind of train at all. Yeah, use this. their wands at all. Use their wands or anything yeah. like that. And the There's different no decrees or anything like the different that. decrees yep. that the old guy kept hanging on the wall. Right. Uh, oh after a while, it just got. <laughs> up to the ceiling and it was uh it's like the they made it easy to life. to want them to kind of rebel you know they really didn't have any other choice but to rebel because they made it that like crazy difficult for them yeah but i think it was less rebel and it was more like preparation for like knowing it's like shit's about to get real type of thing yeah but so. they definitely got to go against the teachers and oh what yeah they, what they want uh, but i think some of the teachers them. like supported them a little bit oh yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, certainly some of the teachers were all for it yeah uh it, and it was kind of all centered around this uh did they see a photo of, of the original order of the phoenix first mm-hmm. that kind of what kicked it all off and they realized oh wait Neville- our parents were all part of a yeah. kind of secret society that was kind of grouping together to fight against uh, the Death Eaters and Voldemort and all the yep. forces of evil. Because Neville got inspired by his parents because, like, he yep. kept on looking at his parents in that one picture. Well, the, you know, Dumbledore's army was mm-hmm. sort of Yeah, a, and that's kind of know, what they was, named themselves. Yeah, it was really mm-hmm. kind of a, a shoot-off of what they found out that some of their parents were doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they learned that at the, the Grimwald place, yeah. you know, kind of the secret hideout for the I Dumbledore love, folks. Uh, Dumbledore's exit. In this, uh, in this yeah, movie he's got Phoenix. style. Yeah, he's got style. He does yeah. got style. Kingsley. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love all the stuff with the training, though. For me, that's what I think of. I, I think of the uh, the mean bitch in pink, and I think of them training and trying to do the spells, uh, and uh, the old guy trying. Oh, the old guy and Malfoy and the, his uh-huh. two buddies mm-hmm. just trying to find out how they're getting how inside they're getting there, in there, and yeah. How they kind of use the uh, the Asian girl against yeah, him? Yeah, and I feel like I feel like the everyone kind of like turned their back against her, but I don't. She got a bad rap. She did get a bad rap. Yeah, and I like I wish they kind of did a little bit more about how, like what happened for her to have to say something yeah, yeah, yeah. or expose it. They never we did saw any well, torture. You know, you know that that Snape when he came in when she summoned Snape, she had all the kids in her office, mm-hmm. and she asked him for more truth serum, and he said, "You use the last of it on." Chow. Yeah. Oh. So he came forth and told, oh, like gotcha, he, gotcha. I think he said that on purpose, uh-huh. it, so that the it, kids would know, like she didn't just do it. Yeah. Um. I don't think it was. I. I don't think it was an accident that he, you know, said that. He yeah. could have just said, "You've used it all." Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but instead. Good point. Good yeah. point. And how did, how did Order of the Phoenix end? I'm trying to think of what was the last thing that brought it, uh, kind of headbutted up to the Half Blood Prince, uh, because. 
we don't see Dumbledore uh, die until the end of Half-Blood Prince, but something happens at the end of uh, Order of the Phoenix. So, oh, oh, it's the best. It just came to me. It's the best scene. Oh, the prophecy. It's the prophecy, the and then it's where Voldemort leaves Harry Potter's body. Because you know, like, that whole idea of, like, Voldemort and Harry are, like, one in the same yeah. the same body. And it's a scene where Dumbledore is leaning over Harry and be like, he is not oh, part that, of yeah, you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He that's, is not part of scene. you. And then, like, Harry is, like, twitching and seizing or something like that. And exactly. He's, like, it's, like, right at the Ministry right, of, like, yeah, Magic, magic like, yeah. hallway there and or whatever it is. And he's, like, he kind of says to Voldemort, like, I feel sorry for you because I know how I can become like you call me weak but I'm not weak you're weak because you don't have you don't believe in love and yeah. you have no family and that's when like he left and then the ministry of magic guy came yeah, in and was like he's back and yeah. it's like the whole news thing because <laughs> really if you notice between those two movies Order of the Phoenix and the Half-Blood Prince it's only a few weeks apart yeah they're not like a whole summer oh, yeah, yeah. apart type of thing. <clears throat> That's interesting because, yeah, most of the other ones, they did have that whole summer. Like, nothing bad happened in the summer. Yeah. Good and evil agreed. We're not going to mess with the summer. Everyone needs their summertime. <laughs> and then the Half-Blood Prince starts off with yeah. Harry kind of rebellion i don't think he went home at that point because that's when no he was at one diner. point he didn't uh half blood prince yeah that was uh see i should mention before we get into half blood prince the order of phoenix that scene with dumbledore too that was probably the most special effects we had seen up till oh yeah too, oh yeah when he was fighting him with the water and then with the fire and how huge the soundstage was that they were on too i mean that was a massive room that him and uh that uh, Dumbledore and mm-hmm. uh, Voldemort were fighting each other in too, and uh, but that's where like again that Order of the Phoenix towards the end it set up the stage it kind of like explained the whole relationship between him and Voldemort it explained like why he was why like it I don't know that was like probably since we just rewatched it it made me realize how important and good that movie was for me yeah. I, and I think the same with Half Blood Prince. I think it uh, Prince it goes right into it because there's it a lot of loose ends that are kind of uh, revealed mm-hmm. or uh, exposed mm-hmm. in Half Blood Prince, uh, specifically with the the Dumbledore and with uh, the Snape character. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Snape we realized that that's where he made the like blood oath to uh, to protect Malfoy, mm-hmm. and you yeah. got to see more of. Uh, uh, Lucius really kind of turned into like a major coward by the uh, right? by the yeah. time that had uh, that Half Blood Prince had uh, had hit. You know? Oh yeah. Well, both him and the mom, the mom him and, the, and mom. the dad at the end, like in number eight too, like walking away like that. I mean, running, running away, yeah. pretty much. So. <laughs> yeah. And is, was Half Blood Prince the one with the uh, with the wedding? Was that the one? No, that, that was the first Deathly Hallows one. Yeah, the first Deathly yeah. Hallows, yeah. The so the Half-Blood Prince, Prince um, Harry did go home for the summer. Oh, did he? It was a full summer. Because I think that's the one where um, Dumbledore picks him up in the train station, mm-hmm. and he's trying to pick up a girl at a coffee shop. Oh, that's right, that's no, right. No, but it was only a few weeks. Because in the beginning of that movie, one of them said it was literally within a few weeks, I think. It was, I mean, they did have the summer because, because, um, I don't think that was the Hogwarts station, anyways. Was it something no, it else? Wasn't. No, yeah. it was like, it was like, it was like, just like a, just yeah. like a regular round. like station in yeah. England. So that summer. makes sense. Yeah. Um, and that's when he went and picked up the um, new professor for potions. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Oh, that Who was, was played uh, beautifully by, uh, damn, what's his name? Uh, he was so good in like Gangs of New York mm-hmm. and he was in uh, Moulin Rouge. Uh, I can't think of his name, but he was, yeah. he was phenomenal in that. Yeah. I loved all the stuff with him. The, that was another great scene where they cleaned up that house, where the house was oh, destroyed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where he was from, the chair. He was yeah. the chair, and then they, they again, the, mag- the swoop of the wand, and 
the house just got repaired easily. It's all in the upholstery. Yeah. It's all in the upholstery. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. I love the idea behind that movie. That was probably my favorite thing about that is the uh, the secret that he was keeping that you didn't know what he what the secret mm-hmm. was, and that Gandalf really needed Harry to kind of smooth up to him mm-hmm. to be able to uh, figure out what it was. Mm-hmm. I love uh, that professor drunk at the bar. He's just hilarious. Right? He plays yeah. so well in different movies too. Uh, <clears throat> and what was his his big secret that he was hiding so he taught or he explained to tom the way that horcruxes work mm-hmm. tom uh tom riddle so. who's voldemort yeah. and that really that's what really set off the uh the rest of this movie and the uh the deathly hollows yeah. to be some of my favorite stuff is the idea of the horcruxes and if you know really really cool the scene where voldemort not voldemort the scene where dumbledore meets um, Tom Riddle as a kid in the Orpham and on his windowsill yeah. are those seven little pieces they like look like stones but there were seven of them to me it's like a foreshadowing into yeah. the seven because seven what he vo- what he does parts. actually is he learns how to split his soul right? into seven mm-hmm. pieces and mm-hmm. hide it within an artifact or an object mm-hmm. of some sort and uh, I'm trying to think what one of them was a locket and one of them, and it was around uh, that bitch's <laughs> neck, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, which made me think that because remember when they were wearing it, how ornery they all got at each other yeah, in the Deathly yeah. Halls. It made me yeah. think that she wear that all the time. Was that really what gave her a disposition, or was she that way Maybe. without it? I don't know. It's got to it, point. It had to have increased with her. I don't know if she wore it. Did the was she wearing it in Order of the Phoenix, or did we just see her wear it? I uh, feel like we in uh, Half Blood Prince or Deathly Halls. I think it actually comes up in. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But supposedly the three of them were to like weaken the power of Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When they were in Deathly Hollows. They took it, turns. For sure. They took yeah. turns. Well, yeah. So, you know, I think we we start to get a sense of like what the Horcruxes are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And the power mm-hmm. of them. Um, but I, I think it you know, becomes really clear in a couple of movies. Yeah. Well, I love the idea that it was uh, just finding him was was hard enough but figuring out a way to destroy them yeah. really yes. was even crazier too when you realized that they needed the uh, uh, the sword mm-hmm. uh, of, uh, Gryffindor. of Gryffindor to be able mm-hmm. to, uh, to destroy it too yeah or the basilisk I, I'm thing. a sucker for anything where people have to find stuff like, like you a, give like me a, a list of yeah the yeah. hunt or the scavenger, scavenger hunt like hunt. that it just sets yeah. and when you can send different people looking for different things and uh, mm-hmm. I just think it was awesome and that's where the Deathly Hollows kind of uh, really takes off uh, I can understand why they'd want to split it too as two movies because it really is. Uh, it was a lot. I it was a lot. Like, yeah. They were like two hours and twenty five minutes each. In uh, the first one, uh, the problem with the first one is it wasn't as exciting as that second one. So yeah, um, it was tough. It, it was a little bit tough. It kind of drew it like like it was a little bit long. And I remember seeing it in the theater and I was like, these guys are in the woods a lot. Yeah. You know, and I, going back, I enjoy it now more than I think I did mm-hmm. in the theater because in the theater I just wanted to kind of get out of the woods and everything. But now I'm kind of savor all that great stuff where mm-hmm. Ron gets pissed and they're all kind of getting. It's very like Frodo with the ring, you know? Right. Yeah, it totally the ring is. and it just weighs on him and uh, yep. all these. I mean, you got to imagine wearing uh, Voldemort's a piece of his soul would do that. I don't know why they had to wear it. I mean, I know they didn't want to lose like, it. But put it in your pocket or something. Yeah, put it in your pocket or just keep it off to the side. (laughs) And I loved all the different places that they were because if you look, it may have been a little bit more in number eight, but they were in so many different unique, like, landscapes. Um, And that's where we met Dobby, and I love Dobby. Yeah, Dobby. Dobby came came back. Well, we met Dobby earlier, but Dobby made a huge role in number eight. We hadn't seen him since, like, Chamber of Secrets. I think he, he... No, because remember, he got... 
he was free. That's right. He got a sock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got a sock. Yeah, uh, that's good. We also got, uh, in the first Deathly Hollows, we got the idea of the, uh, were they scavengers? Was that yeah. what they called? Mm-hmm. Or, or something. Was, was something yeah. like that. Snatchers yeah. or something Snatchers, like that. Snatchers. Snatchers, yeah. 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 And it was just a whole other group of bad guys that I guess had an elite or an agreement with uh, Voldemort or a deal of mm-hmm. some sort because he, I mean, they worked with him during the incursion of the... Mm-hmm. In the incursion of the castle, so mm-hmm. uh, I think Deathly Hollows was was it the last one that Ron and uh, Hermione finally kissed, or was it the first uh, Deathly Hollows? I think they were back at Hogwarts, so I think it was the second one. I think it was the second one when they first. They were kissed. in the Chamber of Secrets. I, I don't think. remember them kissing. Yeah, no, they kissed in the last one. Yeah, I think they were in the Chamber of Secrets, weren't they? Yeah, the first the first Deathly Maybe. Hollows is where like you can see that. They, sh- Hermione was like kind of getting like tired. Like, do something. We you we know we both love one another, and we know we both <laughs> like one another. Just do something. Like, stop being longest foolish. played out relationship, uh, relationship ever. ever yeah. I completely agree. <laughs> and I love talking. Well, about they were relationships. only like you know, eleven it's, when it started. I yeah. know, I know. But talking about relationships, but I think it was in, um, number three where, um. Dumbledore clarified with Harry that there's nothing going on between, or was it Order of the Phoenix? Nothing going on between Harry Harry. and Hermione. He was like, oh, no, 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 she's brilliant, but no. And I'm like, okay, now probably all the people who's been watching these movies are like, oh, man, and they kind of moved to Ron. I think one thing we kind of skipped over from from the previous film is the scene where Dumbledore dies. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I guess we did skip over Dumbledore's so when, death. Oops. You know, so, so, you know, Severus kills Dumbledore yeah. after, after, um, uh, Draco Malfoy's kind of, like, who didn't see that too much of a wimp. God, he was such a fucking wimp. Seriously. I mean, the only thing he did well is not give up Harry when they were, uh, when they were at the bank, uh, really, uh, when he had that swollen face. Remember, he had that swollen yeah. face. Oh, yeah. And so he, that was the one shining moment, I think, of his entire, uh, kind of life was not yep. giving up Harry at that point. But yep. you, you could always think that he was the guy that was going to come around, uh, eventually. Yeah. And he never really did. I mean,. So yeah, you know? I think in the, you know in the books you learn that he does as an adult, but you know kind of well, on the periphery. Yeah, and but that, go ahead. But I think you know later on you you know in the last film you realize okay it, it couldn't have been Draco to kill. Yeah, you know no it had to have been uh, you know so so I think um you know kind of comes full circle in that mm-hmm. that final final film and, and that, that became an important element not only uh I mean with the exchange of whose wand mm-hmm. belonged to who uh, yeah. w- during that scene where uh, Dumbledore was uh, killed because he was disarmed by, uh, regardless, uh, no matter that he was killed by Snape, which you would assume that's who the wand uh, belonged mm-hmm. to, it actually was disarmed mm-hmm. by Draco. So Right. And I think talking about Draco and his, like, kind of being a little bit of a wuss and evil kid, Towards the end, the last, sort of towards the end of the eighth movie, The Last Deathly Hollows, you can see where his mom and dad are calling him. Like, Voldemort is like, come over to our side. Yeah. And you can see Draco is, like, hesitating. He doesn't want to do it. And then he finally walks over and is with his mom and dad. And then his mom and dad's run away kind of thing. And another fabulous part from uh, Half-Blood Prince that I totally forgot about was was them going into the water where uh, he had to make... uh, Gandalf drink the water. Oh. Gandalf. Gandalf. <laughs> it's a lot of Lord of the Rings talk on yeah. this. There we go. Yeah. It's okay. They're one in the Double same. Dumbledore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's such a good point. It was a really great that scene, too, really where he had scene. to... Was uh, that in the Half-Blood Prince? Yeah. It must yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right before yes. he had to uh, get killed. I mm-hmm. thought the... Um, 
but the you resting know, you know, how they put um now i'm gonna say gandalf how, <laughs> how they put him to rest you know yeah. in, the, in the film was good you know he had that huge huge um tomb? like tomb mm-hmm. on the top of a hill like yeah. in the middle of nothing and to me that makes me think of lord of the rings because yeah. i don't know why but then that beautiful tomb gets Broken, broken into, into by an asshole who yeah. just wants to steal his damn wand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems like an, uh, a really uh, important artifact to bury with somebody, you know? I was thinking the same yeah. thing, but, uh, you know, it is film. Because anyone could, I guess they don't assume anyone's going to uh, well, I desecrate don't, someone's grave. I don't, I don't think people realize that it was the Elder Wand. Yeah, yeah. That's That was a too. big part of the that mystery, was... you know? So, so what's amazing is that at some point, um, you know, he had all of the Deathly Hallows. Yeah. So I mean, you know? the Deathly Hallows was the cloak, the, the Elder Wand, and, and then the, uh, the, st- the Resurrection, resurrection stone, stone, which was the stone from, was that the sor- was that the first stone from the Sorcerer? The first movie? No, I don't no, think so. No, it's different. No, it's different. I don't it's know. Different. Where, where did they get it? Where did uh, they do the stone? I can't remember where they I got it. So I don't know where the, I don't remember where they got the stone, but the stone was what Harry took with him in the last, the last film when he went to face off with Voldemort the first time yeah. and he was killed, mm-hmm. that's but he right. didn't really die. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, and that's a weird scene where like they're in the white, they're in the. Oh yeah. Kind of the, the white. I, um, I refer to it as like yeah. the matrix kind of. The between. The between. Yeah. The, yeah, the in between world. The, yeah. like the bloody looking Voldemort. Hey, yeah, like, it oh was my, weird. I was the, that, I was like, I, I was frustrated at that, uh, Dumbledore. I was just like, just tell him what he needs to do, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because at some point you realize that, uh, and it's probably around that uh, point that the final kind of Hulcrux is in Harry, you know? Yeah. And you realize that one of them really is going to have to, it, Harry's going to have to die and he has to die by the hands of, uh, uh, Voldemort, of Voldemort mm-hmm. which is, one of my favorite things right before he was killed for that first time there is when uh, Hagrid's reaction when he saw Harry. Like, you generally did not expect to see No. He didn't expect Harry to be stupid enough to no. show up. Because, mm-hmm. So he obviously wasn't clued in by uh, Dumbledore yeah. on what had to but happen. Right That right before that is when we look at um, Snape's tears and look into his yeah. memories. And that, that, to me, was like a big scene for me yeah, and it just made you realize that, how powerful Snape is in Harry's role for the past like 10 years practically. Yeah, I was looking forward to that scene because that we kind of glanced over Snape's death too because he that's when he realized that he needs to kill Snape to be able to be the proper owner of the mm-hmm. one, which ultimately he wasn't, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's thought he thought. was. Yeah, yeah then, just taking his... Uh, tears where right? where you could tell watching especially the second time watching it it's like so important to me you have to know why i did this yeah i cannot die with you thinking i'm the asshole and then Here. i thought it was pretty scary when like nikita attacks him like you know what I oh mean? yeah the snake yeah the snake attacks Regina. Yeah. Oh, oh, I know. With a G, Nikita. I Sorry. Is it, is yeah. it Nagina? I think you're right. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Damn snakes, man. Damn snakes. No, right? <laughs> the big ones, too. The big ones. The big ones. Neville's got a big sword. Don't worry about it. Yeah. He does come to the rescue. <laughs> I love Neville at the end of the bridge taunting uh, all the people. He's like, yeah, that's right. You and what army? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then it starts. You can tell the spell wears off and mm-hmm. he's got to do that crazy, crazy run uh, yeah. across the bridge and yeah. just makes it hanging mm-hmm. there. Yeah, he's got a lot of good stuff in that second one. Brave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a brave character. He kind of yeah. came out of his own. It took him eight movies to do it, but mm-hmm. it finally mm-hmm. happened for him. Uh, so what was some of your uh, favorite parts of that last one there? Because that last one, man, it's just... There was there was a point there where uh, 
you almost can't breathe when the incursion is happening. Like when uh, Maggie Smith orders the uh, the statues yeah, to come to alive come down, and they're coming yeah. down. I mean, it was balls out. It mm-hmm. goes up against anything that was in the Lord of the Rings uh, movie on that uh, mm-hmm. stuff when it's all happening. Yeah, I loved um, watching her in action because yeah. you, you always knew that she was powerful. Yeah, you never really got to um, see her do much. But you never no. got to see her. And and then I think you, you, know, you also see um, the, the Weasley mom. Yeah, go that's at true. It. She was she so does a lot of She was pretty badass, yeah. too. The, uh, the small professor, the Warwick Davis played. Yep. Uh, uh-huh. I can't remember his name. Wit, but wit something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, wit. I can't remember. Professor Whittle or something like that. <laughs> Some, something like that. <laughs> Warwick Davis. He played multiple roles in the Harry Potter movies, too, and this was one of the, uh, the really good ones uh, that he played. But, yeah, all those people that you never got to see kind of really bust out their, like, uh, come out of their, shell. their thing. And, yeah. like, uh, the Weasley mom being able to be the one to kill uh, uh, Beatrix. Beatrix, Beatrix, right? You know? I mean, who would have thought that that's where that would have went? Uh-huh. And it was kind of a brutal death, too. Uh-huh. It was. It was. Um, I The whole movie... I would watch that over again. I mean, it was so, so good. And like, I think the first Deathly Hollows was kind of slow because you're yeah. kind of, but then. Well, I think you're supposed to suffer. You are, you know, yeah. because, because yeah. like they're suffering, you know, they're going <laughs> through this. They like, are, they are, you're, you're right. You're going through this, like this really terrible thing. And like, you're just sitting there watching them do the same thing over and over again. Cause they can't figure out how to get rid of this Horcrux. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so as they're trying to get rid of, get rid of one, they're also trying to find other ones. Yeah. Um, and and so you know you just sit there and suffer with them and it, it was it was a long and painful film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Dobby died at the end and it was just yeah like, that was pretty brutal. So sad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but if anyone's gonna die, that group I know, had to have I, been know him. I know, I know, I <laughs> know. That was a great scene too. Oh, where, it was where an she amazing. Threw scene. that knife through yep. it and as they're kind yeah. of transitioning, yep. really, and he's really in cool. That water like that. I think there's cool. always a, a a component with Harry where he always does things that that aren't expected, like he buries mm-hmm. the buries a house elf. No magic, um, nothing to like do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they always show a lot of humanity with Harry. Yeah, that is true. Despite his upbringing, I think my favorite scene, the last one, is though, is looking at Snape's memories. Yeah, because I just think you just totally recognize the power of that relationship, mm-hmm. and I kind of felt bad for Snape because he like was so in love with Harry's mom, and I don't know if it was like in a love, like I want to be with you, or just like the love between Harry and Hermione. Because I think they have, like, a love for one another, but it's not, like, a romantic love. For me, I think Snape was, like, romantically in love with Harry's mom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was. I, I think if that had, yeah. the, his dad hadn't come along right? and screwed everything up, and yeah. she had gotten into Slytherin uh, right? instead of uh, the Gryffindor house, that it, things probably would have went differently yeah. for him. But Yeah. I think in his conversation with, um, with Dumbledore, that last scene... And he shows his Patronus as the doe. There's a there's a component where um, Dumbledore kind of says to him, "Well, you haven't grown fond of the boy, have yeah. you?" And so what you learn is that not only did he love the mom, he loved Harry, but he now has realized that he's mm. like l- loves Harry like a father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that th- that to me was super ex- super surprising, um, which I think you know the more you watch it and if you read the books like the more you kind of see that weave throughout the whole the whole series but you just don't realize it mm-hmm. yeah so you know it's it's one of the the biggest surprises i think i've i've and seen in a film especially for kids yep yeah. and what they do is they kind of show scenes of 
of him going back, like from the first movie when he played Quidditch and the one professor with the stutter is doing the curse and he's trying to reverse the curse about mm. Har- on Harry's Yeah, room. even back then. Like even yeah. back then, you see the relationship that you never even realized was, was there. I love this uh, great scene where uh, Snape and Harry are in his kind of potion uh, kind of area there in the Order of the Phoenix. And... Uh, he uh, remember they're trying. He's trying to teach him to block his memories from Voldemort. Mm-hmm. And Harry actually goes into Snape's head for a brief moment yes. and sees him being bullied by his father. And it right? really bothers Snape that he saw that that he was vulnerable enough mm-hmm. to, to let Harry in and see it. And it really, on Harry's point of view, though, it, it from that point on, you would think he would have to look at Snape a different way. At that point on, he realized. Uh, my dad was a bully, and mm-hmm. he bullied Snape, and yep. maybe this is the reason he is who he is. Yep. So yep. I think it was a powerful scene. I think scene. that was a powerful scene. The other thing that I recognize is in the scene where he was looking at, um, I'm going to say Gandalf, but it's not Gandalf. Started something <laughs> so there. I know, yeah. he did. Yeah. But Dumbledore. Like, Dumbledore, and you see the infection taking over yes. Dumbledore. And Dumbledore was like intended to die. Yeah. So like he basically was like, I know that Voldemort wants me dead, and I know that you're going to do it, so let's just do like. Yeah, this die. is what has to happen. It does. For it all yeah. to kind of work out the way it does. Yeah. I don't. I always wonder if, if Dumbledore knew that Harry would have a chance to go back, you know, come back yeah. to life. No, that's I'm interesting. Not sure. I'm not sure he did. <laughs> but no, but he said when Harry was in like the Matrix area, we're going to call it, the white, <laughs> area, the, the white um, train station, he says, you got to go back. Like, you have to go back. Because Harry was like, I think I, I have to go back, don't I? And Dumbledore's like, yep, you got to go back. He didn't say you have to go back. Mm. He did. He was kind of vague. No, he didn't say you have to go back. Okay, maybe not then. But I, I thought he said something about like, didn't he say there was always help at Hogwarts for those? There was. Who he did to, say that, uh, but yeah. I really feel like it. he did say, like, "Yeah, you got to go." Yeah. I think he said he had to ch- he he could choose, <laughs> and then and then Harry asked him, "Well, is you know basically like is is Voldemort still there? Yeah, and yeah. is you know is this still there?" And so that's when Harry knew, okay, if I don't go back, who's going to help them? Yeah. What were your thoughts on the uh, the final scene in, in the movie? At, uh, uh, the train on, station. At the train station. Um, uh, I know a lot of people. A lot of people were not happy with it. A lot of people were happy with it. I thought it ended exactly how it should end. I, I mean, that's how it ends in the book. Yeah. With, yeah. You know, with them kind of taking their their offspring, their the offspring next generation. There, yeah. And you um, got to see them all kind of older and everything. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a problem with it at all. I thought it ended. Yeah. Really well. I think it was good. sentimental. It was like just the way to end the movie, and I think everyone should have expected that, and you knew it was going to be like like cinematography. Looking at them, they weren't going to look like they were nineteen years older. But I just think it was. A great way to end it in that they were able to continue on and now their kids are going yeah so well let's briefly talk i'd like to talk a little bit about uh the fantastic beasts i like the idea that the harry potter universe is now expanding into something a hell of a lot bigger hell the new one comes out in like november i think Mm -hmm. yes and they've got somebody playing dumbledore it's somebody famous jude law is it it jude Jude law Law. yeah Yeah, Yeah. so that's gonna be exciting it is i love dan uh fogler in uh, Fantastic Beasts, he was the uh, he's the the fat guy. The yeah, funny, he was the good. Funny, yeah, the, the, the oh, baker. Not, the, yeah, the baker. He's I not the Muggle. Him. What did they call and him? What was the American version of the Muggle? Like Nomad. Nomad. Yeah, Nomad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so it was very ingenious to go back and. Uh, to an earlier time because this was way before Harry Potter and mm-hmm. there's so much that they could have tackled and everything so it's interesting and this was and Johnny Depp and Johnny Depp who did yeah. the hell saw that one I, coming right? too Johnny I, Depp I, yeah that's good I definitely didn't expect Grindelwald. him to he was like 
pretty bad character yeah. he referenced in, in the in the Harry Potter books. So he, if good. anyone's seen uh, Black Mass, he can play evil when he wants to. Have you ever oh, seen Black, no, Black Mass where he played Whitey Bulger, the mafia guy? Scary. No, I like refuse to see like, it. It makes you like shit your <laughs> pants every time he's on screen. It's very yeah. scary uh, portrayal of him. I love the blonde who falls in love with oh, yeah. oh, a fine oh, frenzy. So, yeah, she's yeah. a fine frenzy. So uh, Queenie. Man. Yes. Yeah, yes. Oh I a, loved her. That, she, that, the relationship between him and yep. I. Oh, is she singer in so, real life? No, it's before she oh, was acting. That's right. she, a fine frenzy. That's who she is. Oh, interesting. Um, she she has some really. She has a beautiful voice. That's her. I never knew. Yeah, fine oh frenzy. My God, yeah, I had no oh. idea. Oh, she's yeah. so hot, and blonde. <laughs> she is oh, good. Boy, I, I, I love she, the uh, and, the stuff with them. Uh, when she was still doing music, I think her hair was usually like a strawberry, yeah, blonde, strawberry blonde red hair. Yeah, yeah she's very beautiful. Um, so who, yeah. wait, who's the actor that plays? He played in um, Newt. Newt. Oh, yeah. the uh, what's Eddie his Red, name? Red Eddie, Eddie Redmayne. Yeah. Redmayne from yeah. uh, the Theory of Everything. I, so yeah. I like him. He's really good. Very quirky. What, yeah, yeah, he's so quirky. Something about so him quirky. that just kind of he always cocks his head to the side yeah. in yeah. all of his movies. All of his which, movies, which irritates me a little. He just has those weird. That's what I was gonna say. I think Joaquin Phoenix has those types of twit. Those. That yeah. kind of weirdness and stuff yeah. that he does all the time. Very similar in like how he speaks and like, it, yeah. He was the one who also played in that movie of him being the first transgender person. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The uh, demo was that called? Oh, I, don't, I can't remember the name. It's the, okay. The one with uh, Alicia uh, Vin Vin yeah. Lager, Tomb Raider, yeah. Vikander, yeah. Vikander. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, <laughs> talk about a hot one. That's a good <laughs> yeah. One. <laughs> yeah. But no, I ex think machina, the thing, ex yeah. machina. She was yes. so good. Oh, we should mention the other redheaded uh, ex machina. He was. Uh, he played the Weasley kid that showed up to get married. Yes. Oh, yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he right. was in Star Wars. He was, um, he's the yes. guy in Star Wars. He was too. also in um, uh, about all uh, about time with um, uh, Rachel McAdams. It was great. Huh. He, it was a. Uh, he like had some sort of gift that was passed down to like all the men in his family uh, where he could alter time oh, oh interesting that's right yeah oh, shit, it's very very out. interesting yeah. he's been in a lot of stuff he's, yeah. he's pretty good he's definitely yeah. he's good a lot. no but i like the fantastic beak it was really fun and they did less it was less like about the magic and it was more about the fun creatures yeah it was it was light i mean yeah, yeah. it was light. totally light. and there was some comical stuff in there that you wouldn't even get away with in the harry potter movies Absolutely. like like the duckbill platypus type right. creature that's yeah. stealing all this money or yeah. like posing in the window as he's holding like the uh the, pearls the rhino the big rhino the big weird like norwell weird rhino. rhino type yeah. of creature was very strange um, that one the the the, the um the dark, you know, kind of thing, whatever that's called, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the guy that was in the Flash, the kid that played the Flash. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, so the whatever they become when when people who have magical powers but aren't taught magic, yeah, become that that kind of like black smoke, yeah. whatever that was. That was pretty dark. It was creepy. That was really. It dark. really so, started. The, the it kind of went halfway through the movie. The first was very light, and the second half was really dark. Really dark. Colin Farrell was amazing in the two. I, so Colin I'm Farrell. not a huge fan of him, but oh, I, I thought him. he was yeah. really good in this. I like him a lot. Yeah, yeah. I like him a lot too. He it, his character just reminded me of this character in. Um, uh, Minority Report, where he was chasing Tom Cruise through the whole mm-hmm. movie because he okay. was just—it was the way he kind yes. of reacted and yes. re- ran and just uh, did kind of his thing. Yeah. And he was fabulous in this. I wouldn't have thought him for this role, but mm-hmm. he was really good. good. Yeah. I'm excited for the new one to come out. I feel like it's going to be 
good. I, I don't I don't know what to expect actually. Oh, I so, think it'll be great. I, yeah. I looked up David Yates because he's the like I said, he's the director who did or the Phoenix, Half Blood Prince, both Deathly Hollows and other Fantastic Beasts, and he's got a list of his upcoming movies and he's got five Fantastic Beast movies listed there. No. Wow. Way. So, so apparently you, that's they have a lot. Five, apparently they have five slated. That's crazy. <laughs> so do you think there's ever gonna be like a movie about Harry's and their kids i think so i don't i think it's like star wars it's gonna be a uh a series that will never end it'll always be yeah. done and expanded on and uh it's just too rich of a world i mean that jk so can't believe until the end of the pod we haven't mentioned jk rowling's name right but <laughs> <laughs> amazing right? she's the chick that wrote it uh <laughs> she's really really great and i, I love mm-hmm. that she came back to write fantastic Beasts. i was so happy about that because i think there was like a lot of upset fans when they found out that she wasn't going to write anymore yeah. and i was like i don't know if that's going to really happen i think she is going to write she loves she's that really world, great man. she yeah. she like writes back fans when they have questions yeah. about harry potter i mean there's there's I this follow whole, her on twitter she's you know, really good yeah i mean there's yeah. all this stuff that she's released since then it's like oh and here's more history on harry's parents mm-hmm. or you know just like really really cool that yeah. she just still and does it from a, she doesn't need to from a, from a financial point. point of view she's She's just no one world creates that well like her. I mean, you can imagine what goes into creating that world. I mean, you need some mad notes just to be able to connect everything. I was thinking about that when we were watching seven and eight because to like see the connection and how it ran through all of the movies and to be able to like have that imagination and creativity. I was, I mean, it's. I'm wondering how much came to her on the time of writing it like halfway through it or how much was planned from the very beginning. I don't know. Because I know different, my writing styles, I'll I'll plan like two or three movies ahead. But if you're going to do something uh, like of this level, then you you had to have known how it was eventually going to end, I would assume. It's sort of like Game of Thrones and like, you know. George writing all these movies and like being able to it's George right George like you know him you know George George (laughs) but like same thing with him I think he has been writing the books I know they didn't come out all and her her books didn't come out all at once they didn't come out all at once right no 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 No. so I think like she had to have built off of them but for for me the question is did she know about this before she even was going to write them like you just asked or I'm wondering if she's going to all five of these fantastic uh, beast movies is she going to write all of them I feel like she's going to. JK she, is cool, man. Yeah. See, I can go JK, yeah. write them. Write them for us, please. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Uh, I, I love this type. these types of movies. I love great fantasy movies. It has been something that I've loved ever since I was younger. I loved Star Wars. Anything oh, yeah. that just has such a rich world to it. That uh, and that's the reason that uh, the Marvel universe works so well, the Star Wars universe, and all these different things. Uh, they could easily come out with new Lord of the Rings uh, books dealing with just the elves or dealing mm-hmm. with just yeah. the uh, uh, any of the uh, creatures mm-hmm. or the characters. Uh, I would and I would be right there, ready to buy a ticket. So yeah, I do. I do love fantasy in that aspect. Like I love Star Wars, and I love some of like the stupid cheesy ones, but they're fun. Like the Divergent series, the Maze. Hunger Games, like all of those movies were like this creepy, creepy world. And I think, Lindsay, we talked about this before, how it's not reality. So it gets to take you away from like yeah. reality and how reality can sometimes suck and <laughs> sucks. And it gives you just like this whole other kind of concept or view yeah. where it, it's completely. Except these realities you're watching are pretty dystopian. <laughs> they can be. Yes, totally. Uh, so Hunger Games for sure. Yeah. I didn't even finish that series. I, I liked the first one and the second one was like, eh. Yeah, I didn't even finish it. The second one wasn't great. The books were decent. Yeah. I know you, Christina read all the books. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? I always... Good beach read. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it is a good beach read. <laughs> and 
one one thing I thought it was so funny within the Harry Potter films is it's set in present day, but when you go to the school, it's so old school. Like they oh, use quills. Cool. They don't have electric. Like it's very very old school. Oh, yeah. and it's like you go yeah. completely back into time, kind of thing. I just thought it was very British. Oh, but. totally British. <laughs> then yeah. again, I don't know. I'm just going with what I can see on TV. <laughs> I want to. We've been to London, and I want to go see this set. You're yeah. supposed to be able to do a set, a tour of the set. Yeah. That's interesting. I haven't yeah. been to the uh, the Harry Potter uh, at Universal yet. Oh, my God. It you is know, so have, fun. I have to say that butterbeer yeah. is one of the best things I've ever tasted what is, what in my is life. It? It's, I, it's like a butterscotch okay. soft drink. So if, like, if you can mix... I kind of, of like assumed a, it was like supposed a, to be alcoholic in the movies. It wasn't there. Well, it's, the thing is, when she when Hermione drinks it in yeah. the bar, she kind of acts a little like woo afterwards. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that. It's and not really they, in the you know in the parks. In not, the parks, obviously, but, yeah. But um, I, I actually don't think it's supposed to be. But I don't think it's it tasty. Yeah. It's but, very good. It's it's, huh. it's like a mix of like butterscotch, creamsicle, and. Yeah, Something I have no else. excuse for really not going good. there. I really need to. I've been to Universal in Even so if long. you don't like rides, there's yeah. still so much to see and so much to do. Last time I went to Universal, the Back to Future ride was still there, and that hasn't been there in years. Oh, God, no, that hasn't yeah. been there. Well, that is definitely quite in the past. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. You have to go back to the past for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely, uh, yeah, I definitely want to go to see the Harry Potter stuff. Like you said, just to go through those towns and everything, and you get mm-hmm. that feel and everything. But Please. it's like a cash cow for sure. I mean, you just oh, yeah. store after store of buy this crap here. This yeah, crap yeah. So. I mean, I always buy the butter beer, and I almost always get butter beer ice cream. Oh gosh, you have to get both. You have to get the drink and, and, the, ice and the ice cream. The ice I mean, they're different. Good. They're different. Can, the ice cream can, is really, really good. I oh, they it's do excellent. taste different, and I love the mint excellent. ice cream. Huh. And there's a ride in the bank. The bank is a really good ride. How big is it? How big is the? There's two lands. Okay, so it's huge. So, it's you, huge. so you see, um, it's a big chunk of Universal. Then, uh, yeah, yes. so you see the, um, you know, the the part in London. So you get that, and then you also get the little town. Right outside the school. Oh, okay. Hogsmeade. Yeah, yeah, Hogsmeade yeah. where mm-hmm. they have all the stuff. So, there. like, Universal Studios is um, the bank. It's That's that's the London that's scene. That's the London yeah. scene. And then Islands of Adventure okay. is, is, is the, the, other. the other. And part. in between, you ride the train. Oh, nine interesting. And nine and three Man, I gotta get quarters back there. Pla- it's platform. so you know. fun. Um, People we running so the wall back. and shit. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, there's, they, have, they do a really cool thing there. Really oh, cool thing. Yeah, there's yeah. some You'd be, cool special yeah. effects oh, for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like and again, if you don't like, like, we took Lindsay's sister, and she doesn't really like to ride rides. And I don't mind rides. I can't go anything too crazy anymore because of my back. It just yeah. won't take but it. You I think you'll be okay. To, I don't think yeah. you'd have to, you, you don't have to, to still enjoy it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. And it even smells. Like, everything smells yes. a certain way. Really? It's so creepy. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. I would want to go back when it's cold out. Not that it gets cold where we are, but when, if it, like, when our Orlando gets cold. That's <laughs> <what we're doing. laughs> we should go because it's there's one month of the year. snow. Hogsmeade looks like there's snow everywhere. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, yeah, if you go on a cloudy day, it actually does look like you're it's in so snow. It's so cool. All right. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, we now we just have to look forward to, I think it's like November 19th or yep. something like that is where the Fantastic Beast comes out and see where it goes from there. So, Well, that'll be it for this week. If you're listening to us on iTunes or SoundCloud, uh, give us a like, give us a review. We'd appreciate it. If you want to get a hold of us, you can get a hold of us on uh, Twitter at Dupree Podcast or on Facebook, Fascinated with Films, or you can get a hold of us through email at fascinatedwithfilms at gmail.com. So thank you very much for being on. Thanks thank for having you. us. It's so uh, fun. We'll Go be Harry back. Potter. We'll be back next week with uh, Dave and Justin. I'm not sure what our uh, subject will be, but it will uh, be pretty cool. So well, this was brilliant. Yes, <laughs> it's totally brilliant. brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Bye. <laughs>